gender, Alicia. Shanti, gender. You know what I think? Your little mascot needs to go. It's As either me or him. Please, please. Me or him. Usa. Usa. And next week, we face Finn and Bailey. B and B. And with my Shanti breathing techniques that you must practice all week long, we need to win. I meditate on being captain every day of my life. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to episode 114 of the Wrestling House Show. This is our September wrap-up of pro wrestling, WWE-centric, but we are going to talk about a little other, to begin with, at least. Um, you can find us, of course, on cnjradio.com, where you can listen to all the episodes of the Wrestling House Show. And we ended episode 113 talking a little bit about All In, the the most important indie show in history, maybe? Yeah, the U.S. especially, yeah, I yeah. would say, yeah. Has and to be. We didn't really go into much detail about it. I don't remember if we mentioned it or not. I would say, it, since this is a September thing and we always do like best matches of the night and of yeah. the month and everything, I would say for me, Kenny Omega, Pentagon Jr., easily best match of the night. I mean, all the way from, we say bell to bell, I say from lights to not even the last bell, but like right. the the entire segment. Yeah, I mean, you start with the entrances. The wrestling is. I mean, I expected greatness. Yeah, and I think it overexceeded mm. even even then. Yeah, but even if it didn't overexceed, it was exactly what I wanted. At Pentagon Junior. It's one of those things where I've seen him consistently throughout this year for the first time in his career for me. Yeah. And as soon as I started seeing him on at least, you know, just those couple of matches during Mania Week, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this guy, this guy, instant classic, instant yeah. star. He's one of those guys. Yeah. And the, the sky's the limit with him, in my opinion, it is. And just to see him with a guy like Kenny, who is the PWI number one yeah. wrestler of the, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That that That's news as of this monthly wrap-up. Uh, Was it? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it feels like I've known I know. it forever. It, it feels almost well, like you don't even have to say it. Like, it's almost expected. Like, after the year he's had. Yeah, yeah. And, well, know. after the Okada win last year, yeah, yeah. It, it just seems like it's just a continuation yeah. of it. Because one and the other, you right. know, they're, they're so tied into each other these last few years that yeah. it just seemed like they both won two years in a row, basically. Right. Like, two yeah. or three years. Mm. I mean, that entire show, super fun, top yeah, to bottom. it was good. That is the match of the night, and let's just go ahead and talk about it, because we're going to talk about uh, a couple of elements that involve that uh, as soon as the match is over. It's that thing where, okay, is this intentional or not? And it had that great thing where it had that great ECW shock moment with the lights going out, oh, and yeah. after a while in ECW and the lights go out, it's like, okay, something's going to happen, this is pre-planned. Right. But this is a show where... They've never put on a show this big in a place this big, and it's live on on pay per view and the internet and yeah. what have you. Yeah. And it's like maybe the building lights went out, right. <laughs> like yeah. maybe shit happened and it's going south. Yeah. So I liked that it was that for a little bit, mm -hmm. 
And you know what you know what happened, Chris. I almost feel like I'm spoiling for people who haven't seen it, but damn it, if you haven't seen this show, pause it right now because in five seconds <laughs> we are going to tell you that the man that said he wouldn't show up, almost like it was beneath him. Right. Chris Jericho yes. shows the fuck up. That man is everywhere. <laughs> and it's amazing. But yeah, he was attacking Omega for the cruise, is that right? The Alpha Club Omega yeah. uh fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it has that feel of, like, he's really building towards Wrestle Kingdom when he's actually just doing almost a promo yeah. for the cruise. Yeah, For exactly. the wrestling rock and rager, yeah. you know. But it can it can work into Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, too, if sure. they want to go that way. Sure, He seems to be involved with other people at the moment, but he's got a few months to work over. I don't know if I want to see Jericho and Omega for the title, though. I, I would kind of rather... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go there or not, Yeah, uh, but... You know, I, I know one thing's for sure. I want to be on that cruise, even though I know yeah. I'm not going to be able to. Right. But, I mean, that's definitely going to be the place to be. Dude, freaking, uh, you know, Team Ring of Honor versus Team Impact. Yeah. All, all the best people from, you know, truly great people on both sides. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be, it's a can't miss. I mean, yeah. Legends. You got. I mean, it's it's everything I want. Right. And and just like All In was. Right. It's, we just delved into a little bit of a cruise promo ourselves. Well, that's right. <laughs> but no, no, I'm going back in All yeah. In because we had Legends and yeah. then we had the Future, Present, and all that jazz. Yeah. There's some people that made themselves that night. I think. Yeah. You know, like a like Janella Page is a good example right. of people know who they are. Mm-hmm. And especially Paige over these last few years. Oh yeah, Paige, Paige hang, made Hangman Page, yeah. by the way, for those mm-hmm. not not Diamond Dallas Page, right. but he was there. Yeah. <laughs> so both pages uh, that that don't have an eye in the middle were oh, at all yes. in, and it was great because yeah. they were there. Yeah. Um, ladder match, Janella Page. Woof. It's really good. Yeah, it's really super good. Um, not as big of a fan of the post match shenanigans that happened. <laughs> I was about to say um, like. Was doing that a real dick move? Ugh, you had to do that, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think, like... I got, I've got more. <laughs> please don't. Okay. The, I, I did get some enjoyment out of it, just seeing, like, you and Nola and the people we were watching with enjoying it. That's the way to be. Because, yeah, it was Joey Ryan and dumb stuff. Like, as great of a, me- like, serious match the Hangman Page had... And then Joey Ryan comes out and they do the the goofy stuff. I'm like, man, it kind of undercut it for me. It didn't hurt the match itself, but I'm like, it's just not my thing. I understand. But I'm I'm glad you got to watch it with us. So that was your utmost, absolute, the best possible way you could have enjoyed it without without being there. Right. Um, Leonard Malton always said, uh, when you review kids' movies, go watch it with kids. Right. (laughs) So, hey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What else on that show? Like... I I did get the NWA title match spoiled. Uh, As did I. Yeah, I saw. Thanks, Jr. Exactly. Yeah, was (laughs) he spoiled it for me too because he put a picture up of Cody with the title over his head and and like man, Cody was like the day after or something. Little devil's advocate. I'm still mad at Jr. for doing it, but Cody's one of his kids. He's one of the guys that he signed. He's so he's. He's got that fatherly thing for Cody in a yeah. sense of like he's so happy that he's doing well, and I know that he hopes that Swagger does well outside of the WWE yeah. umbrella, things like that. So I mean, he was just being a proud dad, sure. especially since uh, Cody's actual dad is not with us anymore. So yeah. I think that that was a lot of what that was. Yeah, it's a shame he couldn't be there, but I know that yeah. he's really on the line about well, 
And speaking of that, since we talked, Jr. Maybe you know because he has a. I guess he has a Legends contract, but he's got a higher Legends contract because they can call him in to call a match whenever. I yeah, guess. Seems like. But uh, Dustin Goldust mm-hmm. like was like, I wanted to be there in the worst way, and yeah. he's, he's gone public by saying, "Man, not only should I have been there, he goes, but." whatever happens happens i will be there mm. year two yeah like he's already put it out there that he's gonna he's gonna be there yeah so i don't know maybe you should do the thing that i talked about like you know maybe he'll be incognito right but i think he'll i, I think he's gonna keep his word on that i think so too i hope he does i mean it i'm not one to tell a guy to put your job in jeopardy yeah. but hopefully he saved up enough money and like if that if it comes to that yeah. i feel like he would want to i had I wish he had been able to do it this year, but for the next yeah. one, it's like... Yeah, and here, here's the deal. You're doing nothing with Goldust. That's and the thing. I, okay, I'm going to yeah. jump on WWE right now, yeah. but you're doing nothing with Goldust, you know, unless... is he? In, I am not even caught up on mixed match. Is he in mixed match this no, year? No, See, that's a perfect chance to yeah. use him, and they still didn't freaking use him. Okay, yeah. so there's that being said. If you can do christian as a contracted wwe guy showing up at slammiversary yeah. for the trade-off for flair being in the hall of fame that year both guys that have contracts with those different companies that are you know supposedly beefing right. if you can make that happen then you can make that happen yeah it would have been such a good face for wwe to let Goldust show up yeah as dustin rhodes first of all Goldust isn't yeah. even going to be there dustin's going to be there right. Goldust is the character that they own Dustin goes rogue or indie or anything else. Dustin should be able to work indie shows as Dustin Rhodes. FYI, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, that's just that's just how I feel. Especially if you're not going to use a guy, put him on the downward guarantee, yeah. and let him go into business for himself. I think that's maybe the future of even WWE. Yeah. They may have to recognize that kind of stuff. I agree with with as the playing field isn't level, but it's getting more level than it used to be as far as like being able to see stuff on the internet and things like that. Yeah. And they've already I mean with NXT they're letting their guys. I know they have working relationships with like uh like they practically own Evolve at this point. Yeah. <laughs> then they so, might <laughs> cuz Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole both competed yeah. in Evolve. Yeah. And while under NXT contracts, but I know it's different for All In, but it's not a threat. It's you need to be more to truly be a world wrestling company. You need to be. You need to let some of those guys actually go out into the world to make it feel like a world title. because yeah. it feels it doesn't feel like a world title like something like the New Japan title feels like a world title because yeah. they have people. Yes, I know that there are people from all over the world in WWE, but they're all contracted. They defend the world title at WWE shows in right. Japan yeah. and WWE shows in Australia. Yeah. You know, guys like Omega to the Cow Palace in San Francisco yeah. for a G1 show, do it there. Yeah, that's a New Japan thing, but they also do these shows where there's like two or three different feds yeah. that are co-opting for that's... this one show and a show like All In and a show like maybe even NWA 70. Right. They'd be fine with him doing that. Yeah, and that's the thing. is it, it feels more like a world title because it's not one company. It's all companies and New Japan brings in people to theirs. They have people from other companies come in and Ring of Honor does the same thing and they're all connected. So, yeah. Isn't the fact that it's universal make it international? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, there you go. Movie line of the month, if you know it, write us. <laughs> Other things on the show, I think, I thought it was, the show was booked a little weird when we were watching it, because, like, the big, the title match was in the middle of the show, the NWA title match, and yeah. the the big tag match was at the end, 
it made sense to me because they were running short on time. Yeah. And so they had to, I would rather, I'm glad that they did it that way. And I'm sure they did that. I'm just pit- proactive about it. You know? Yeah. I'm just picturing Cody and the Jacksons like on, you know, doing the, you know, the gorilla with the headsets on and yeah. the whole thing. Maybe that, maybe they are doing that. Right. Maybe they're trading off match by match and they have a match runner. Obviously when yeah. Cody's out there, they're running it. And then he comes back, showers as quick as he can, get back in the position. I mean, that's what he would have had to do, I would think. And it's like, okay, you guys go get ready for your match. Or they worked the first half of the show, and he worked the second half after he got done with his match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. because they're literally running that show themselves. Yeah. They probably had a couple of assistants. By the way, they were down one guy because uh, one of the guys was supposed to be one of the major showrunners. Mm. A little dirt here, but uh, Joey Mercury, he got he had a warrant out for his arrest oh, in really? that state, and he got picked up, and it's bad news, and it's just that horrible. Sucks. And uh, so he was supposed to work that show, and they either couldn't even get another replacement or they got somebody last minute. But then again, like, that's horrible that that happened to them at the last minute yeah, so it must have been sucks. crazy backstage yeah I, I can imagine and being the first time even though they have been planning this for a long time you know the day of that's a that's a lot for yeah. for wrestlers i know that they're wrestlers they've been wrestling for forever yeah. they grew up in the business so cody did but still running your own show that that's huge yeah like that big that's that's yeah. That's got to be tough, and wrestling at the same time. It's going to be a lot easier for them, even though it's going to be bigger. The Garden Show is going to be a cakewalk for those guys, especially right. because other people are going to be running that for them, and they don't yeah. have to worry about it. That's yeah. going to be so it's cool. Be nice. The fact yeah. that they sold out the Garden is yeah. just the best. Yeah. Now they're on the radar. Right. I mean, All In would get you on the radar with WWE. There's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. But now, you know... I like the whole thing. Like you come into WWE's house. I'm like, dude, they run the they only run the garden for house shows now. Yeah, they don't even do television with it's it anymore. Too small for I it think at it's, this point. Yeah, it's fair game. But well, the other reason people don't run the garden is you don't make any money there. Oh yeah, because the, oh, the, the jukebox boys uh, have uh, <laughs> of all the, the yeah. Even yeah. I know bands that can sell it out and they make zero dollars. It's a prestige thing. Wow. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, so that that's why like killing the killing the venue by yeah. doing that. Yeah, I mean they they have for sure, but. They're just relying on it being an historical spot. Yeah. I mean, it does have a name. It's always going to have a name, thanks yeah. to Vince McMahon, Muhammad Ali, sure. Elvis, and Sinatra, and a all few right. other guys. <laughs> so, all right. Um, you know, that kind of ties in pretty well. You want to talk some Japan stuff? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I have Dragon Gate news. Oh! <laughs> if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know how much we love Dragon Gate. And towards the beginning of this show, we would do, like, weekly Dragon Gate, like, history things yeah. and, and talk about stuff that was going on you were my no pun intended you were my open the gate gateway <laughs> right oh there was a pun okay yeah <laughs> to dragon gate and i first heard about a lot of guys that i've been entertained by yeah. now wwe guys or even ex wwe yeah. guys at this point from chris because he had a line on dragon gate and the list is it's not endless but it's a nice long it's, list of yeah. quality guys yeah, yeah currently akira tozawa is the big guy that was a he was trained in Dragon Gate and he's currently in WWE. But one of my favorites when I was watching, I was I watched pretty much the entirety of 2007 in Dragon Gate. And one of the guys that showed up in that year, it was actually Evan Bourne, um, Matt Seidel, Matt Seidel yeah. was in Dragon Gate when I started watching it. And he exited, and this other guy came in, a guy named Pac. And I remember talking to you about him and showing you there was that like yeah. battle royale with with Pac in it. He was like in the middle, and I was like, "Watch this guy!" And he flips and flies and does all this stuff. He flips yeah. and flops all over the ring. But uh, 
He turned into Neville when he became an NXT superstar and... An NXT world champion. And an NXT world champion and tag champ. Yes. But he, of course, he's had trouble with WWE over the past few years and disagreements and whatnot. He hasn't been wrestling, but he is back in Dragon Gate, and I'm so excited about it. I saw a picture. He's joined... I forget the name of the stable they have now. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's like the heel stable and... He's in his full angry like yeah like uh, like like when you saw him last yeah king of the cruiserweights wet hair down in his face like hunched over like yeah. angry and he's basically said like I'm I'm back in Dragon Gate I'm not the same Pac and I'm going to destroy everyone you love like nice. that's that's his mission that's and, way more I'd rather much watch that than Randy Orton's new Legend Killer tour <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> I recently found that Dragon Gate has a streaming site. Oh um, boy! Oh, between that and Shimmer's new site, yeah, it's oh. tough. There's this, the theme this year of the Wrestling House Show is there's too much to watch, and yeah. there's yeah, I love the streaming sites, but there's too much. <laughs> the Dragon Gate one doesn't have a ton of backlog. There's like the it's a little bit difficult to navigate. I hope they kind of work on it to make it... New Japan, the New Japan World site was similar. It was difficult to navigate at yeah. first, and you couldn't really look through the backlog of stuff, but it's a lot easier now. Huh. Hopefully Dragon Gate kind of follows suit, because I think this is new. Um, but they have a lot of the like weekly TV shows from the past couple of years, but it doesn't look like it's updated. Huh. It's weird that you can't get that stuff together in this day and age if you have people that are smart enough to make those kind of sites for you. Right. You've got plenty of successful templates to look at. Yeah. Besides WWE Network yeah. and Netflix and Prime and all that jazz. Yeah. Weird. So, but if anything would get me to attempt to watch another like pro wrestling company on a regular basis a job yeah watching wrestling first yeah. of all first of all that um but Pac might do it because he was my favorite for a long time and yeah. he would i loved him in wwe too and i especially loved him when he became the king of the cruiserweights yeah. all that stuff sure but uh yeah i was really disappointed when when things fell apart and a certain champ did leave and he never came back, I was hoping for a return. Yeah, I think everybody was, especially yeah. like, oh, the door's open, man. Yeah. Like, make it happen. Yeah. And now I think they just broke his heart for some yeah. reason or another. So, so it's a shame. Yeah, so that's exciting for me. Other exciting news tied to Dragon Gate, which you confirmed it for me right before we did this episode. Recently in New Japan, Tetsuya Naito, I saw the, he did like this little video, the leader of Los Ingobernables de Japón. He did this video where um, Hiromu Takahashi was the junior heavyweight champ. He got injured. He's out for a few months. And Naito basically said, sucks that he's out. We are, we're going to keep moving forward. He is still a part of our group. But in his absence, we need another member not to take his place, but to join us in Los Ingobernables. And so he teased that. Um, you remember the cat that Takahashi had, Daryl, little stuffed cat that he carried around? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Takahashi's place in the video was the cat Daryl. And when they did the when they put the fist together, they had the cat fist going with the guys. Nice. So, but he teased a new member to Los Ingobernables. And the new member has been revealed, and it is Shingo from Dragon Gate. Yes. It's so amazing to me. Like, he looks, 
He's slimmed down a lot since the last time I wow. was watching regularly. That's kind of saying something too. Well, because Shingo was a was well, like he was bigger than the rookie dude. Doi. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because they were they were the teammates, right? Was no, it, no, no, they no. didn't team up, but they used to wrestle each other a lot. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I get that confused a little bit. Yeah. I always remember Naruki Doi a lot because yeah, that guy. Right. Super fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. The king of the tennis shoes. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but Shingo Shingo was like the bigger guy. He was the made in Japan guy and he wore the big singlet. Yeah, yeah. Um so he was one of the bigger of the Dragon Gate guys. Okay. But he's a little older now, he's a little slimmed down. Man, that is so exciting to me. Like to see yeah. that guy come over to uh, New Japan. I don't think it was an accident that Pac showed up when they went with their streaming site though, don't you think? I mean yeah. that was that had to be a little bit of a hey. It's definitely a push for yeah. yeah, a little bit of a broader audience. Not hating on that. That's a great decision. But I mean it works really well because yeah. he is a he's like a, not a Dragon Gate original, but yeah. he is a long yeah. term guy. He's a Dragon Gate guy. But yeah, it's just it's the ongoing thing where if you'd have told, you know, 18-year-old, 20-year-old, 25-year-old even, Joey, like, hey, this is going to ha- be happening before you're 40, I'd be like, wow, send me there. Okay. But you didn't give me the catch, like like the Twilight Zone guy breaking his glasses at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't watch it all. Yeah. Like, you just, there's just no way you could. Yeah. And it's, man, we could do segments on all these streaming services and they're all worth it yeah regardless of how shitty their sites might be at this point <laughs> you got what the first 50 shimmers up first 60, 60 something like that almost 70 at this point okay. i think yeah and that's that's a who's who yeah uh whether it's wwe impact lucha underground the may young classic year one and two yeah you know uh it's i mean they literally just Signed damn near everybody out of that. That was that's literally the the feeding ground. I think with Shimmer probably just the same way Ring yeah. of Honor is for WWE is the same thing Shimmer did. Yeah, I think every so. show Shimmer show you'll probably see someone that is either currently or recently been in yeah. WWE at some point, whether it's Mayhem Classic regular. Yeah. Becky Lynch was uh, big in the first like first era of Shimmer. Rebecca yeah. Knox, like, because I didn't even recognize her when yeah. she came into WWE because she looked really different to me. I look at the pictures yeah. now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. Sure. But, yeah. but even the ones that like haven't, let's say, quote unquote, made it over there, like yeah. are a big enough name and they're good enough to where it can carry any kind of entertainment value. Yeah. You know, your Sarah Del Reyes, of course, yeah. who you don't see on TV, but they're, right. they're there. Yeah. And, you know, your Mercedes Martinez, who you see once a year now, right. should be seeing her the whole time. Yeah. Uh, of course, cheerleader Melissa. I mean, yeah. it's like, we're in, I mean, we're in great times. I'm not trying to bitch about it, but <laughs> it's, and, and we're still figuring it out. Yeah. There's another thing that I remember, you, Chris, do you remember like seven, eight years ago when WWE was really going after Twitter? I mean, they hit it hard. Yeah. And it was like to to the point where it's super annoying. Now we don't even notice it. Like we yeah. don't even see the hashtags in the corner anymore. Sure. I don't. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think that you know, of course, they did fine by embracing those things. But I I think when they try to use them to do angles, it's just real vanilla, you know. And it's oh, it, when they try to do the if they're feuding on TV, they have them go after each other on Twitter a little yeah. bit. And um, it, it, it definitely I think it falls on its face more than it does help it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the last. A frontier to conquer in pro wrestling for now at least with the technology that we have that's the last place where you can really hit business hard we were talking about all in earlier they sold that show on the back of social media yeah. you know in a sense i think yeah. because of the fact that it's ring of honor club online streaming it's all it's yeah it's new japan online streaming so it's it's 
it's new technology and new generation type stuff. Yeah. Not the yeah. stuff your old man's into. It's something you couldn't have done in the past because they would have just had to have been on pay-per-view and like a handful of people would have bought it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for like the next person to like really get something over with any company that strictly almost lives on there. And I'm not talking about being the elite, which is a, is, is a fun deal. Yeah. YouTube thing. And it's done wonders, but like just a Twitter war that is understood by the principles uh, all parties involved yeah that this is a feud but they never they never reveal it they, yeah. they, you you get that sense of uncomfortability and i thought that they had it the other day with uh with morrison and aries oh, going yeah. after each other but i don't know man but i i'm still gonna say this is a work no okay. <laughs> because here's the thing they're both impact guys yeah impact is really making a bid right now and people have said this over the years that they're making a run finally. Yeah. But with with the new management that they have and yeah. those guys that are real forward thinkers, despite the fact that they're middle aged guys, sure. they're guys that are forward thinkers that work for some of the best minds of all time. Yeah. I think they realize that that's the last frontier at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they would almost let people that would be willing to do it say or do anything on there, and that's why I think I'm going to let this. Morrison Aries thing play um, or Johnny whatever his sure. name is this week versus Austin Aries thing play out because I think this is a TV feud. I think this is uh, one of those things where let's take all the best elements that they've done with the internet and make it money. There's yeah. there's a way to make money here and those guys no matter what they say to each other from now on in interviews or whatever that is Matt and uh, Matt Hardy and Edge. Yeah. That is ECW versus JBL. Right. It's going to get people talking. Yeah. I'm going to put it right up there because I don't think either of those people are honestly horrible people in real life. I just, right. I'm refusing to believe that right now. If it turns out I'm wrong, I'm wrong and I will shit on them. <laughs> but I think this is impact making a bid to where they're going to fool people, you know, because yeah. they've already got people talking because of controversial things, whether it fell in their lap or not. Sure. They, they embrace the Sammy Callahan stuff. Which I think was a great way to go. Yeah. And even the Rosemary thing, that fell into their lap. Yeah. But they worked it. You know, like, I I think that those are those things that they're going to do that's going to make them a true alternative instead of the, you know, the criticism on them over the years is WWE light. Right. And I think, uh, I think it's a bit, I'm calling it right now. It's tough, because even if it is all a work and it's... They're treading that line of uh, decency, I guess, for lack of a better word. Sure. Um, People will be offended by this. Yeah, and it's not something that necessarily is conducive to... It definitely gets attention, but it's not really conducive to, like, long-term, like... If if it turns out to all be a work, then you're like, oh, well you who who let them do this or who wrote this yeah. for them and if it's not a work then it's like oh these guys are kind of jerks yeah and it's that blurring I can see that. Of, it's that blurring of the lines too because if it is on twitter which it is then it's like the some of it seems real but some of it's not which is good for wrestling but when you get into some of the things that they've been saying at each other sure um whether it's whether they were speaking hypotheticals or not it was said it was written, anyway. Yeah, it's and, out there. Yeah, it's De- out there. You can and delete they, it all you want. Yeah, Someone and, screen captured it. <laughs> and they did it. So it's that weird thing of, like, 
It's kind of like the Styles-Joe feud. I don't like it. It's dumb. I don't think it's a well-written thing because yeah. it's stuff I don't care about and I don't like it. Yeah, and we've done it before. Yeah. This is, this is, they think, I don't know who thinks this is cutting edge still. Yeah. It's been done. Cutting edge. Yeah. Edge. Right. <laughs> He's, he broke into people's houses. Yeah, yeah. At least Lots when he did, he com- he comedically backhand John Cena's dad. <laughs> right. He didn't show up at John Cena's wife's house right. and let your mind run wild with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, so th- whether it's comedic or reality based, their home yeah. invasions angle, their home invasion angles are dog shit. With the exception of Brian Pillman and Austin, because as tacky as you can paint that as, yeah. it was, uh, I I cannot completely hate on that because of what it did like it, what it, it did to serve the attitude era yeah for that yeah i mean if we're gonna get into that yeah i, I just open up a big pandora's box yeah i didn't i didn't see it when it happened so i can only speak in terms of watching it years later after knowing the impact that it had yeah um i and it was a different time too so but i don't know Shelve that for now, sure, I think, because okay, that, okay. that's a whole other yeah. thing. Right. The in this day and age, no, absolutely not. It's, it's horrible garbage. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. But back then, for what it was, you know, okay. With the whole back, getting back to the Aries and and Johnny, it's like mm, I don't know, man. It's backpedaling, and it feels too much. I don't know. If it gets them into some great matches, cool. Like I'll take that. But I don't know. I don't really like what's been said. So I'm like. Yeah. I'm going to not buy into it, really. Gotcha. Jim Cornette is really loving this right now. Oh, really? <laughs> like, no, I'm... I'm oh, I'm, gotcha. It's just a hypothetical. Yeah. But he's like, see? I told you. But it gets people talking. We're talking about it. Yeah, you and know. he's going to talk about it, and people are going to talk about him talking about it. <laughs> right. So he's one of those guys that, yeah. that I hate it, but this is serving me very well. Right. I one The one thing I've completely agree with Cornette over the years, I love Cornette, don't get me wrong, but... The thing that he really just committed to always talking about that I still back him 100% on is shitting on Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara just for the sole reason of doing the miscarriage uh, Terry Runnels storyline. <laughs> like, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah. And and the way he paints it is the exact exhibit A, case closed. Somebody watched that show that night and was going through that. Yeah. So, F you. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, let's uh, let's create uh, the super card for September for All the right. fans out there as our free public service of the month, Chris. All right, and so we're we're getting into the first week of September WWE stuff, yeah. and I think I don't really have a lot to say about a lot of these shows, so I think this yeah. may go pretty well. Yeah, let's, um, just, let's just book a super card. Yeah, with, with some. Uh, with some fun alternatives, you know. This was the first week of the May Young Classic for this year, but as we have discussed, Joey and I, we are going to honor the classic with an episode of its own. It's it's enough of its own thing separate from anything else. Yeah. And there's enough to talk about in there that we're going to do that sometime later, in a few weeks probably. Yeah. Um, whenever the, at least when the tournament that's already happened, there's current, still currently airing, yeah. whenever that is done, we'll, we'll talk about all of that because there were some good matches on that first week of oh, that yeah. one. I, I would say first round, I enjoyed a lot more than last year's first round. Oh yeah, me too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I think in the first week of September, I really enjoyed the Velveteen Dream Johnny Gargano match from NXT that week. That was great. Uh, 
just Johnny can convey emotion uh, with anybody now. Yeah. And with him wrestling Velveteen, this should be number one. It'll be a contrast in styles. So yeah. you already got that going for it. Plus, we know these guys can deliver the groceries. Uh, but Johnny, the I don't even know for lack of a better term, the stench of Johnny Gargano in a sense. <laughs> Um, gets on every match he's in. Yeah. And I, I'm not being disparaging when I say that. His character has problems still. Yeah. And he's had problems all year. Yeah. If not, actually longer. So anybody that wrestles him is going to be... And it's you're part of Johnny's world now. Right. So you got to work around it. And I, But that's the thing. I'm not complaining because that makes Johnny must-see television right. every time. Yeah. But you throw in a guy like Velveteen who's you know, likened himself as a show stealer. Mm. And I could say half the time he is stealing the show. Yeah. If he's not, he's the second best match of the night. Yeah. Pretty much every time. Yeah. So the fact that they gave this one away, the quote unquote gave it away on yeah. free television or what have you. Sure. Hulu or the WWE network. Right. Like, you know, you can watch NXT on Hulu, but I yeah. didn't. I, I don't he totally can't. And That's you can cool. watch takeovers on there too. Oh, really? I oh, give way cool. too many... I, I give a lot of negative commercials for Hulu, but they do have that going for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm sure I can name some stuff that you probably didn't see on Raw. <laughs> yeah, we can do that all night. Have you seen the Dana Brooke storyline? Not at all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Tell just, me off the air. We're going to be like Hulu, right. okay? <laughs> we're just going to cut it off. We actually right. talked about it before the show. We're going to cut right. it off. <laughs> so, But yeah, a great match. And yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I don't think I want to spoil this one, the Gargano no. Dream yeah, Match, yeah, yeah. because uh, that's a pick 'em at yeah. this point. Because there's all the excuses in the world for Johnny to lose any match he's in now at this right. point, yeah. and he still will get out unscathed. Yeah, that's what makes him truly great, and that's what makes this a great idea. Whoever thought to do this to Johnny? I mean, I guess I'm going to put it at Hunter's door. Yeah, maybe. But whoever thought of this, or maybe it's maybe this is Johnny and Tomas's thing. Yeah. Just a collaborative thing. Could be. Yeah, because Johnny will do whatever, like, whatever his mindset is, that, cause that is going to determine how he ends up in the match. Yeah. I think it's, it's great. And he made decisions that affected him negatively yeah. and positively throughout the course of that match. Yeah. And he's very up and down. He's very schizo. Yeah. You know, so. he's seems to, as we go along in the month, he seems to be trying to kind of working some stuff out but we'll see how long it lasts when whenever he's faced with champa next like whenever he's forced to be near him that's when you're gonna see if like it the because he keeps talking about skipping ahead the month for johnny the storyline he's kind of coming back into his own and he's being trying to be johnny wrestling again yeah but it's going to be interesting to see what happens whenever he is forced to come face to face with champa again because you know he's gonna have to they need to figure out a real creative way for them to not have another meeting in NXT, and then like have at all go to the big show. I that that that's how I feel about I, it because I, I think it's so untarnished still at this point. It, it, don't give it a chance to suck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, less is more. Does that I make sense? You don't want to see Gargano get the title from Champa. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Of course, yeah. I do. It need, but it's going to have to be a match they've never done before yeah. in NXT. They're going to yeah. have to come up with something. Yeah. Or they're just, you know, what, what, what would you book it, Chris? What would you book this match as? It or was... a sixty minute? Does it have to go sixty minute Iron Man for this to be done? Does it? Do you need a cage? Do you need? Do you need to throw anything at it? Besides, you don't that? necessarily need a cage. No. Okay. So with Iron Man, it's just wrestling. Yeah. Or and, and cheating because. There's a way to yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, do you do the first ever 
you know, first ever NXT Hell in a Cell. Do you do so? You could take anything that they yeah. do and put it in there because it's not off limits. I would rather it not be this overly gimmicked match, okay. and not that the Hell in a Cell is like super gimmicky, yeah. but I don't think they need a cage. I don't think they need anything. I think an Iron Man match would be a good way to go because it's just these two guys, yeah. and and we know we can watch them yeah. for that long. Yeah, they're. I mean, they practically did like what about forty five minutes yeah. once, and yeah. we were like. Just glued the whole time. And so if they did an Iron Man match, since there's multiple falls, you can you can see that whole progression of Johnny like falling again and then coming back through and maybe he does win by cheating a couple times, but then he loses because he backs off too far. And so you have like the whole storyline up to this point. Yeah. You can have that encapsulated in an Iron Man match. Yeah. I think that'd be a good way to go. A five to four victory on WrestleMania week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would, I mean, WrestleMania wouldn't stand a chance. Right. And that's the, that's the thing. And that's yeah. why I think maybe they won't. Right. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, other, I will give an honorable mention this first week of September to Cedric Alexander and TJP. Oh, that was yeah. a really good match. Yeah. Those, those guys just, we, we've been glomming about them like the whole year. Yeah. I feel like we have. Then it's like the, the dirty half dozen of 205 that just throw yeah. it down and you can yeah. put any combination out there and it's going to be great. Yeah. I even said the other day, I think people take uh, even like the Lucha House Party for granted. Those yeah. guys, yeah. those are the three, like if you're going to pick Lucha guys, like, I mean, obviously these are the guys that they have picked to represent Lucha Libre Wrestling yeah. in a show like 205 that yeah. yes, does have limited appeal. However, those guys, super consistent. It's a live show. They never fuck up. Yeah. And they just deliver every time. And it's any combination of the guys. Yeah. Like, singly, I'm, together, all of them, like, two yeah. at a time. It's, they're all, they are always going to have a great match. Yeah. The knock on mask guys is that they can't convey emotion. But they get, yeah. get through that barrier somehow. Yeah. I, I feel that they I do. I think they do, yeah. Oh. Okay. So there's, there's my little mini block <laughs> ramp for 205. But, well, I don't know which week it was. I think it was the third week mm. of this month. And there's just nobody in the crowd. Like, it's so empty. Like, worse than the one that I was complaining about in Dallas, there was just nobody in this crowd. I I don't know if it was Florida or Denver or whatever. It doesn't matter. But it was so bad that when they did the rewind recap that they do at the top of every show now, Mm -hmm. last week on 205, they had to do, like, black circle. Like like where they circle the screen. You just see the middle circle part of the ring. And you don't see the outs, and they they was like, how can we fix this? And they wow. put black on the corners, because every shot of that show, there is nobody there. Wow. There's like 200 people in that building, I guess maybe. I didn't, didn't notice. I yeah. Guess. yeah, I mean, good for you. I mean, I I can't not see that. Yeah, because I guess because I saw it live. Yeah, I can't not see it now. Yeah, so I'm glad you can still watch the shows without being. <laughs> I was distracted yeah. during that show by it. Yeah. So anyway. Off of that, I'd say we'd be definitely remiss if we didn't mention the fact that there's new Raw Tag Team Champions. <laughs> oh, did that, oh, that did happen that week, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> because that's the week that the Revival was supposed to get their tag team title match against the B Team. And this was the week that they decided... There was a lot of stuff that happened on that Raw. Mm-hmm. This was the week that they decided that they wanted to get the tag team titles into this big, massive main event feud... So, Revival, ah, eh, we'll just beat them up in the back. They don't get their title shot. Yeah. B-Team, 
that has been undefeated for like months. Oh, we're just gonna beat them in a couple minutes with McIntyre and Ziggler. Yeah. Which, not to say that I don't think those guys could do it because I do. Of course, I think they're. I, I think they're a great team. I love yeah. those guys. Yeah, they're practically a super team at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's the thing. But this, yeah, they are totally. But the the building of the B team, which I've said on the show multiple times, I was getting kind of tired of. But the they and the revival were having this decently built feud, and they were doing the the thing where they would. The revival actually got some wins singly on the B team, yeah. which, in and then building up to this, and then oh wait, forget about it. Yeah. And then after this, the B team. I don't. I, I guess they got a rematch. I don't remember. Yeah, well, no. In the, in the in the weird sense, I think they did. I'm like maybe I'll see if it happens on this next week with my mm-hmm. notes, but I do remember the revival getting the shot. They did, yeah. And they had a good match. Like I expected it to be a rollover. It was a more competitive match than when they actually won the titles from the B team. Yeah. Well, number one, because Revival's the better tag team. Yeah. But number two, I don't know. That was the week that uh, Trips and Stephanie were both in the building. Yeah. And I swear to God, it was probably one of those things. I feel like Triple H is like, you know, those are his guys. In, in a yeah. sense, like, they he brought him up here and he got him yeah. to Raw. It's like, no, you give him, give him like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> and have him get real close. They pulled out every tag yeah. team trick in the book. They got the power and glory finish. Yeah. I mean, they were on fire. That was week four. That was the last week of the yeah. month. And okay. Yeah, and the revival looked great. Yeah. And then last minute, just two big moves and it was over. Yeah. I'm like, it was a total blow off. It, it was like... It was, but I just thought that was bizarre that it's like, okay, the way they've treated him up until this point, yeah. but they looked, they looked amazing in that match in yeah. a sense. Like for... Up until the last 30 seconds. It felt like a consolation to me, though. <laughs> and I'm sure that's what it was, but that was that really stuck out this month for yeah, me. Yeah. That's all. So that that's about as much as I might even wind up talking about Raw, so I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> well, yeah, and that kind of brings to mind something that I kind of wanted to touch on, on about Raw, is tying up three, like, basically almost all of the single male titles into one big feud. Why do they do that? I don't... I mean, if this was built up just to do the two-week story of Will Dean Ambrose turn or not, because, oh, you don't have gold, we all have gold, but you don't. If that's what this was building for, and they tied up all of these things and, like, killed all of these other feuds for that moment that lasted two weeks that nobody bought anyway, yeah, I'm like, dude, don't do that. Like, spread it out a little bit, because... I, it's I bet not, that's why they did it, too. Yeah. You, these guys don't need all of these belts for this feud. You don't need the tag titles in there. I like seeing Seth Rollins as the Intercontinental Champ. He doesn't need it right now. If he's doing this stuff with the Shield, yeah. put it on Balor. Put it on someone else. Like let them actually have things to do. Yeah, I, I would love the fact that if they just didn't treat it like these are two heels, because McIntyre should be going after a Strowman right now. Yeah, in that sense of. Ziggler and all of the Shield are former world champions. Yeah, McIntyre has, he has the itch. Yeah. He's super hungry in real life and in that ring yeah. because he's never been the world champion. And yeah. he, sp- he should have been one by now. Right. Like, uh, Strowman should have been world champ last year. Yeah. You know, by the way, they booked it. I yeah. didn't want, I don't want him to yeah. be, but he definitely should have been yeah. at this point. He should at least be a former champion at this point. So we should be seeing... McIntyre trying to chop the tree of Strowman down. Yeah. And that's where it should be right now. And none of the Shield reunion stuff and none of this stuff. It just should be like Haas match, Haas match. Yeah. And then figure out a way for these other guys uh, to put their, you know, show stealing abilities to to better use, I think. And 
you know, I'm sure it's getting ratings, but I don't, I don't care. I don't care for it. The only thing I've enjoyed so far, and I think it's at the end of that show or the the week after or the second week anyway, it's the one where they get arrested and they come back. No, so no. they're coming out, and then they fucking got like just housed <laughs> by the entire roster. Yeah. And I thought that was cool because at mm. least I didn't expect it. Right. I did not expect that to happen because of the way that the other guys flex. Yeah. And just they pretty much did all the dirty work for him. Right. And, you know, it, it definitely wasn't the Nexus, you right. know, thing. Yeah. But it had at least uh, like a like a millimeter of it. Right. Which is all I'm looking for sometimes <laughs> in Raw. Because yeah. the standard is so low for yeah. me on Raw right now. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed that part about it. It's the only part of that feud I've enjoyed at all. Yeah. Some of the matches, sure. But it's Some not of the enough matches, to get me excited. Yeah. Let's move on to week two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, my favorite match came from SmackDown that week. No surprise. It was a tag team match. It was the bar versus Rusev Day. Yeah, a little bittersweet here. This yeah. is kind of the farewell of Rusev Day. Yeah. How sad it is. Because we, we break up all tag teams in WWE. Yeah, apparently. I mean, this was... It seemed weird to begin with. I the love, pairing? Yeah, the yeah. pairing. I love how they embraced it. Yeah. I love how they eventually took Aiden out of hype man mode into wrestler again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, and he was even racking up wins before yeah. that, yeah, which was bit. nice. Yeah. I, I was enjoying the Aiden. Aiden English got a couple of upsets before this team even happened. Right. So enjoying that. And I just think that this is one of those happy accidents. They didn't, they didn't have any long-term plans for this team at all. Yeah. And it just happened. Right. We got over with the people. We loved it. Yeah. And but they they had to kill him. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe maybe it ran its course. I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. Like I don't understand why they had to do it, especially with. So the week after it was week three where they actually broke up. Okay. But this was the match that this was the last. This was the last like match of them together fully. Yeah. yeah. But it was like just on that a little bit. I don't understand why they're breaking them up. Like because people love them. Yeah. They love them as a team. Aiden English. Is not going to do as well on his own. I like, I love the guy, yeah. but he's not going to do as well on his own because the fans aren't going to be as they're not going to latch onto him as strongly if he's on his own, especially if he's heel and going against Rusev. Yeah. After that's over, what's he going to do? Yeah. Like he's probably going to go back to to the back, and we'll see him every once in a while. Yeah, he's truly the Marty for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I hate saying that about the guy. I actually hate people saying that about Marty, and I just did no it. <laughs> Marty Jannetty won the Intercontinental Championship yeah. like a couple of times and the Tag Team Championship multiple times right. after the Rockers broke up. Yeah, and yeah, I understand that's probably once again we talk about consolation prizes, right? But they don't do that with anybody else nowadays. Right, the team breaks up is like, oh, we're gonna put a couple towels in. They're like, great, <laughs> thank you. Please, what can I do? Yeah, like. Marty Jannetty did pretty damn well. Yeah. Mm. He's obviously not the story right. anymore. But, man, those, yeah, guys, those guys like Aiden and Big Cass, like, <laughs> they'd be like, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Marty Jannetty is a buzzword that is kind of an unfair buzzword, I yeah. think. I get that it's funny, and that's really the first, like, kind of example you can point to where it went real good for somebody then yeah. eventually real bad for somebody yeah that's all i really had to say about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't see why couldn't they make it work because they're kind of a common not they're a comedy team in that they are fun and they are funny right. but when the bell rings but when the bell rings they're a great team yeah I like why that. couldn't they have that funny 
like mini feud between Lana and Aiden English on the outside, not mean spirited, but just kind of funny. Like I'm the person that's supporting Rusev. No, I am. Yeah. They could carry that for a long time and it would be entertaining. Yeah. I think the four horsemen kind of did a lot of that in yeah. WCW whenever shit got real weird with right. the wives and stuff like that. Yeah. That went on too long, honestly, but there's a way to do it. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it just, it's, it's just takes non lazy writing. Yeah. is all it is, you know? And the whole thing with, in, uh, Aiden English like screwing up I'm doing finger quotes and like yeah. getting people like Lana and Rusev both losing matches because of them but then Lana would lose on her own and they'd still blame Aiden English <laughs> I'm like no that's not how this works but, it's that guilty conscience because right. she apparently cheated on Rusev with Aiden English I hate who believes that? that I hate that so I don't like that story and first of all here's the other thing we all know that Aiden English, well, we not all know, but Aiden English is freaking married to Shaw Guerrero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so that's why it's not going to work. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're trying to get, well, talking about the social media thing once again, you know, you, you got to be coy about these things. It needs to be somebody with not as much of a web presence. Yeah. So we already know all these things if we're big enough fans. Yeah. It, that's not a guy that it works with. Yeah. You can't do you can't do those things anymore with people that are public, right? And you want your people to be public. They they encourage people yeah. to go on Twitter and be public. Yeah. And I would have hoped that when they did that, I can't believe it's become the main idea of the show today. <laughs> but I would have hoped that when they started with all that, they were like, "Okay, guys, we got to start coming up with more creative storylines because <laughs> right. people know a lot about these uh, superstars yeah. now." Oh. Well, I mean, it's not really that difficult to not recycle <laughs> stories every couple years. Well, then they need to stop hiring out of Hollywood, Chris, <laughs> because they like, we like Hollywood writers and TV writers. Yeah. What do they do? Yeah. They write remakes and sequels <laughs> and trying to recapture the lightning of Friends every year. Right. And it's just, these are people that live in repetition. Yeah. And even if it's good, even if it's something good or at least something that people might want to watch like when Gotham first came out yeah. or when the Walking Dead first came out yeah. you know I it's, still like Walking Dead well you know what I'm saying like it's all saying. repetition yeah. so you know the, the whole point is to make these characters interesting yeah. still and no matter how good you are you know what they may have to do what they do with what they should do with TV shows after about five to seven years max just get rid of all of them. <laughs> Let them go to other writing jobs because they're going to have yeah. the credibility. They're, they shouldn't have to worry about working. Or at least do this. Let's say you have the best wrestling writing team of all time in WWE at both shows. Raw and SmackDown, Chris. Mm -hmm. You got, what do they say? They got four to six people probably writing sure. for each show at all times, including the head show runner sure. that contributes. Let's say every show is going great. The ratings are going up. And they see another huge boom again. Now, okay, let's say that happens. Great. But they'll still get complacent. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. So, tell you what, this is a great writing team over here, hypothetically. Hmm. Over here on this other show, another great writing team, right? Switch them. Yeah. Flip them. Make them go. Okay, you're on this show right now. You're on this show right now. Now you get to look at these characters with fresh eyes. Yeah. Here's, here's what we built this on. Do something different. Right. That's all yeah. they have to do. Let's say they never fire another writer. Of course, the writing turnaround is ridiculous yeah. over there. I listen to Lagana's podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I miss it, actually. Mm. But, yeah, do that. Because yeah. you should learn from the mistakes of your business. All right. You know, otherwise, it's insanity, right? Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, as much as I like the wrestling on SmackDown a lot of the times, man, some of the feuds over there I despise. Yeah, who like, is riding that crap? Yeah. Um, your match guys, great. Yeah. Keep them. But you got to get rid of some of those guys. Yeah. So whoever, you know. Hey, if it is Johnny and Tomasa writing their stuff, mm. uh, give them two checks a, a week and right. have them go on the table for SmackDown. Right. Put yeah. them on Skype and yeah. anything. Help. Just run it by them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know that's what Heyman's doing. I don't know what he's... He probably is helping Hunter in NXT, honestly. Yeah. If, if Hunter's smart, he's using Heyman over there because I know he's on the he's on the payroll. And it's not just for Lesnar. Yeah. So no one even knows what he's doing there, but he's doing something there. Sure. There's your there's your homework. Find Paul Heyman's <laughs> job. Right. It's a reality show. So that, that was kind of SmackDown. What did I'm gonna do a terrible segue over to Raw and just say, hey, what do you think about Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley? I never thought. And okay, I, well, let's just put it right on Front Street. Mm-hmm. I'm a Leo Rush guy. Yeah. He's making Bobby Lashley interesting. Yeah. I mean. I don't ever see Bobby Lashley wrestle right. to make Bobby Lashley interesting by association. Yeah. He is non-guilty by association mm-hmm. for the time being. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. Cool. First of all, the the person who's going to get the most out of this is Leo Rush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like, <laughs> I thought, because this was the week, the second week of September was the one where he had the video, like, the selfie thing where he's talking while... Lashley's working out or whatever. I didn't even see that. Oh, part. you didn't see that? I one? only saw this. I only saw his uh, gymnastics segment when, when yeah. Owens came out and chased him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the first that was, time I saw Leo Rush week. on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't see the lead up at all. It, this was the first week of it. Okay. And so it was just a little thing, and it looked like it was just a one-time thing, really. Okay. But because Bobby Lashley didn't seem to be that into it. Yeah. Well, but, maybe, maybe nobody was into. It. Maybe it was a test. Yeah. It probably was. Yeah. But I think this might have been the same week that Drake Maverick showed up with the Authors of Pain. So something that we've been talking about on this show is hey. Use the 205 Live guys on other shows, and they're finally starting to do it. Well, this is a baby step thing, because yeah, they're not it, using the in-ring talent. It's definitely a baby step. Yeah. I mean, well, Leo is an in-ring guy, but, but not on Raw. He's not wrestling on yeah. Raw. Not yet, at least. Yeah. And it, well, why wasn't he booked for Super Show instead of... I mean, I know he's not John Cena, but yeah. here's the thing. Oh, yeah. You built up this match like it was going to be Leo versus Lashley, yeah. even though you're telling us the whole time it's going to be Lashley and Cena, but you didn't build up this match at all yeah. with John Cena in mind, obviously. Well, yeah. Honestly, too. No, well, yeah. <laughs> either, either thing that ends in E. Right. Yeah, no, it, it was, I mean, it's just John Cena. They had to find a place to stick him on there sure. and a, a spot on the show where he didn't have to do much work. Yeah, which, well, yeah, you know, sure. I haven't seen the show yet, by the way, yeah. so I'm still catching up. Yeah. <laughs> the whole idea of this show is to play catch-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we'll actually drop these on a first week. Of the oh, month. really? <laughs> Maybe. Before the end of the year? Yeah, it could be. Maybe. <laughs> but Leo Rush, all the way. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. And the, in week three, his, yeah, when Owens came out and tried to grab him, he was jumping and flipping all over the ring, and, yeah. and Lashley brought him into the ring. That you see the Botchamania ending where they took the video game stuff, you know, where you have to hit a button at a certain time? Oh, the quick time events, yeah. yeah. And so they did that, That's and so cool. he did like eight moments yeah. where... <laughs> and he, he failed just... one of them when he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I like it. Oh, uh, so good. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. I like I like Drake Maverick. I'm not, I'm still not a fan of the Authors of Pain. I've seen none of it. Really? None of it. I, well, okay, that's I, I take that back. The main event that they yeah, got booked you had on. to see that one. I saw that. Yeah, but that was that was the first time you saw Drake Maverick on Raw. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, Which obviously, is by default. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I guess they were in just squash matches before that. But yes, that we I, I've seen zero squash matches on Raw this year. Maybe, yeah. And so for some people, they may be like, "Great," <laughs> but I still feel cheated out of an entire yeah. show. I want to see what I want to see how they got to the point of let's write this and put it on TV. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, but this week I'm I'm just skipping along. Yeah, right please. Along. The NXT this week was pretty light. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of great. That, that was the week of Bel Air and um, Nikki Cross. Yeah, really. yeah, and which is neat. And I gotta say, I'm on board with that. Even that as a finish, because mm. yeah. I like both of these yeah. ladies being booked very strong, right? And they both deserve it. Yeah, I still can't believe I'm saying that about Bianca, who's barely a year in the business. Yeah. And who did not look like a green first day rookie in the Mae Young Classic last year. Yeah. Which is a miracle and a testament to her natural ability. I yeah. think I mean, we even said that before. Yeah. But this match, I, and I even got that little moment like, man, I hope this went to a no contest just so they could have a really strong opener for Evolution. Because I think oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be I good. think that match is one of those matches that should be on there. Yeah. Because, okay, it's not for a title. But it's just a nice, good old-fashioned grudge match that, yeah. that kind of came out of the blue, but it seems legit. Yeah. And I think they would they would steal it. I think they could potentially steal it. They could, yeah. yeah. And it's fun because I like the personalities because Nikki oh, Cross yeah. is just kind of playing around yeah. and she's not taking it seriously, but it kind of gets under yeah. uh, Bel Air's skin even though she's not really saying it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And Nikki's going to blow the whole case open, isn't yeah. she? Because she's going to... You know <laughs> no, she's going to... She gonna, knows. She said she knows. She knows. Yeah. And... Okay, somebody that that I like on that NXT writing staff mm. is a fan of a movie that I'm a big fan of, obviously, that most people haven't even seen yet, but they love the memes. It's Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, yeah. Because the entire time, Animal knows. <laughs> yeah. And nobody is paying attention. Right. No one's giving him That's the, true, the voice yeah. where it's like, no, 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 you should be listening to this thing over yeah. here because he knows. <laughs> she knows, too. And then, like, so she bartered for a rematch? But why wouldn't Regal say, okay, right. but you have to tell me what you know. Yeah. <laughs> he just blew it off. Yeah. I'm not sure he knows how to handle Nikki Cross. <laughs> I don't think anyone does, really. <laughs> and she kind of does what she wants to do. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but the that NXT also had the return of Birch and Lorcan, like as a team. Yeah. I was excited about that. That was That was very exciting. Uh, they there's a slew of new tag teams, even though they have a healthy division. Yeah. But tag teams seem to be showing up daily in NXT. Yeah. yeah. And now you got a new gang. You got a three person oh, faction. Yeah. With the Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. You know NXT. This is my commercial for NXT. It's so good that even Gunner can't ruin it. Apparently, because <laughs> they fucking signed Gunner, yeah. who I can't stand. Right. And uh, they they throw this you know Sons of Anarchy uh, slash DOA yeah. slash Aces and Eights keep let's keep going here <laughs> slash uh, uh, Road Warrior sort of <laughs> sure <laughs> okay but th- nothing yeah. new in pro wrestling let's just say yeah. it just has a new shine on it because of popular culture right, right. Uh, but yeah I mean I don't know much about the other guys but I'm just like oh, yeah Gunner. I don't like the way they spell Jackson Riker's name. <laughs> Like, I'm not, I don't approve of that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Why do we still have to be in 1999 right. where everything has to be spelled wrong? Yeah, and, and weird. That, and that's not just wrestling, that's food products. <laughs> that's songs. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still songs. Yeah. But, yeah, dumb. 
Um, other than that, in this week, 205 Live, of course, had a good match. It was uh, Gallagher and Gulak versus Tozawa and Alexander, which you know that's going to be good. Yeah, and any other week, that probably would have been match of the week. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, maybe I nudged it for Rusev Day in the Bar because it was Rusev Day's farewell. Yeah. But I think it's at least equally as good. I think so, So yeah. I think it deserves to win on that kind of... And, you know, we, we 205 it up pretty well. We're, we're definitely the 205 show right <laughs> like yeah. so we have nothing to worry about right. falling out of favor <laughs> with them at this point and i don't hate lars sullivan i i i i know he's one-dimensional i actually have a feeling and i was i was talking about this with my wife and a few other people um you know as it pertains talking about leo rush mm. leo rush i think is it's a can't miss guy yeah. when you see that guy even out in the wild you're like that's a star yeah. Talking about Pentagon. I was like, that's a start. Yeah. Lars Sullivan doesn't have a look that I'm into, and I feel like I have been judging him on that. Yeah. And his squash matches are the same matches. I get that. But I think, and he, I think he showed it a little bit with Alistair this year and a few other people, I think he might have a little extra something. I'm giving Lars Sullivan the benefit of a doubt. Yeah. And plus, uh, I I dig it that he's not a meathead because they're that means that they're at least trying something. Yeah. Like, I it pissed me off to no end. Speaking of bad SmackDown writing, they had Matt Morgan, who I know you're not the biggest fan of, mm. but I thought Morgan had really good star potential, yeah. and I thought he could actually wrestle a little bit. Mm. Um, and but we'll never know now, right? Because they made him a goddamn stutterer. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, you might have not even seen much of that I year, but that. you yeah. dodged a bullet. Yeah. They made him a freaking stutter, wow. and like that is literally putting a mole, a, a mole the size of Mars, on Jillian Hall's face. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what that is because yeah. you're taking something quote unquote beautiful and making it ugly. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. For no good reason. Yeah, yeah there's no reason behind any of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> when when the boogeyman became a bigger star that year, I'm like, wow. So Matt Morgan pissed somebody off. I mean, maybe right. he just pissed somebody off. Who the hell knows? knows? These things happen. But, you know, I'll tell you what. Nowadays, just fire him. Don't make him look yeah. like an asshole on television right. for anybody that might actually have some sort of vested interest in it. Right. Just be done with it. <laughs> okay. Man, I, I had a lot of soapbox moments. Uh, right. I'm sorry. But, yeah, speaking of Larson, I did like that match he had with Raul Mendoza. Yeah. Like, that was a good match. I think he's capable of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call him the next big boss man. Right. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Classic match of the week. I forgot to do this last month. Okay. We were talking about a lot of SummerSlam stuff last month. Yeah. A really great gem in the history of SummerSlam mm-hmm. is in the very first SummerSlam in 1988, speaking of the Garden, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. It's a, there's no titles, there's barely a grudge, mm-hmm. but Big Boss Man put on an awesome cat and mouse match with Coco Beware. It was almost kind of mouse-mouse mm-hmm. because Boss Man is ridiculous moving around like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, for the argument's sake... He was the cat. <laughs> but he's quick as one sometimes. Yeah, can be. Um, he's sudden. Yeah, go seek that match out. Just watch it on its own, away from the show. Because the show is kind of... Uh, it's, yeah. it's a little up and down. It's it's good nostalgia. Yeah. But sometimes the wrestling isn't there, despite some of the talent. Some of the matches go on too long. This one is like a, a real tight seven minutes, probably. Mm-hmm. And super fun to watch. If this was like any television match, it'd be like, man, and that would still hold up today. Nice. You go watch that. Despite and that match is even good, despite the terrible color commentary by superstar Billy Graham, oh, yeah. who says "brother" every third word. <laughs> but Gorilla saves it anyway. Right. Go watch Big Boss Man Coco Beware, classic match of the week, or at least it's a gem. <laughs> I call it a classic. Screw yeah, it. sure, why not? Yeah, they're both they're both Hall of Famers. Yeah, 
So, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, well, let's move right along to Hell in a Cell. That's in the oh. mid- middle of the month. Um, speaking of pay-per-views, uh, I... I'm split on this show. Like I liked the first half of the show. I like. Was, I was really enjoying it. It's going very well. Um, well, I started off b- bitter on it just because the pre-show. Yeah. You have a tournament for oh, the yeah. tag team titles of SmackDown yeah. that take up practically a month of television, and you relegate the finals. Well, not even the finals. The finals happened on yeah. their show, yeah. but you relegate the title match that you were building this up to the pre-show. Yeah. Why? That's I don't know. I, I, I can't answer it. I realize if you look down the card, that none of this is getting put on the pre-show. No. But to be fair, I don't think that one should have been either because yeah. the the amount of coverage it got prior to the match, it should have been on the main show. I agree. Clip time off of everything else and let that be on the main show because it was really good. No. <laughs> but it probably could have been even better. Had it been on the actual show. Right. Because there are massive time constraints when you're on the pre-show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to fit within that, like, whatever 10 to 12-minute block towards the end of the hour. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like, it started off with the Randy Orton-Jeff Hardy Hell in a Cell match. And the show, actual show. And I enjoyed this match quite a bit, actually. I... Have not been into this feud. I still don't care about the feud. Yeah. I really don't care about either one of these guys anymore. <laughs> I don't either, but I guess it turned into like, yeah, go kill each other. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it was. Because this <laughs> what, this had a kind of a throwback kind of violent feel to it. There was there yeah. was some blood, whether it, was, it wasn't it was intentional, but there was some. Yeah, it's, and, it's not a hearkening to the Attitude Era yeah. so much as it is a hearkening to the early part of the Ruthless Aggression Era, yeah, as they call that's it. that's true. Because Orton's a Ruthless Aggression Era guy. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's both. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with that. But this is when they were having super violent matches at that time. Yeah. Pushing the boundaries. You know, it's not Orton Cactus good. No. But I definitely felt moments of it. Yeah, there, for I sure. felt moments of like the Triple H Foley street fight kind of thing. Yeah. That, it reminded me a little bit of that. Yeah, and the, those are good match. If you're, yeah. if you're like when I point to good classic violent matches, those are on the short list. Yeah. I already gave away classic match of the month, so sorry about that, guys. Right. But <laughs> if you haven't seen those, I can't believe you haven't right. seen those matches. The whole point of me throwing in a random classic matches, maybe you haven't seen it. Yeah, that deep cuts. Right. Those are not deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Those are world title matches on pay-per-views. Yeah. <laughs> or at least for the Intercontinental title. Right. Which, I, I'd say that makes top five Intercontinental title matches of all time, I'd have to think. Right. Cool. So, anyway. But going back to this cage match, I mean, it was shock value, man. Yeah, like, it, it was. And we haven't seen that much in the past 10, 15 years or so. So, yeah. maybe that's why it stood out to me so much. But Even on a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, right. which... If that had become an actual pay per view mm-hmm. back in those eras, be like, holy hell! Yeah. Like uh, literally, uh, it's just going to be a night of that, yeah. you know, of stunts and blood and yeah. violence and hell. Cell pay per views aren't really like that. No. I mean, one of the worst pay per views I've ever seen is probably one of the ones that I went to, where it was like uh, the Kane and the Undertaker uh, Hell yeah. in a Cell, and yeah. then they also had Triple H and Sheamus, and those were just boring. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying blood, but, you know, no blood, like, no logic of weaponry. Just, yeah. Like, it was just all bad. Those are bad matches. Yeah. 
Um, this but, this really brought out, and I was mad about it getting booked at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Like I was like, there's so many of these other feuds on here that I thought were cell worthy. I thought it was a layup that Becky Lynch and Charlotte would be in the yeah. cell this year. Yeah, a layup, and you know, like Joe AJ. Yep, that I, had, I don't understand it. why that wasn't in a yeah. cell. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I realized they were like, well, we got to put Strowman and Reigns in there for sure. But you know what? Do you? Because it's a world yeah, title match, right. so it doesn't need the oomph. Yeah, you're you're treating the universal title like the WWE title and giving it the the back end. Right on every pay per view, I might add. Yeah, when that's your lineage title, that's the real title that I recognize. Yeah, so act accordingly, damn it. <laughs> so put that in the cell and make it important. Yeah, if you're that's... not going to treat that title as seriously, right. then give it that one. Yeah, well, that's all. I it makes sense, and mm. with the the stupid story that joe and styles have had it's a super duper personal one yeah. where it deserves to be in a cage like that yeah. but with the but going back to the hardy orton match again you knew jeff hardy was going to do something stupid and he did <laughs> and real yeah. stupid at the end but i liked that it they were just going for things to hurt each other like really badly yeah and there wasn't there was only like one moment of real like housekeeping like setting something up yeah. it wasn't let's build this elaborate like erector set table <laughs> structured to fall through yeah. i was just Grabbing stuff and hitting each other with it. Yeah, and I like that's, that. I like that. I, I did too. And at no time did I think this could be Randy Orton's last match. Yeah. At all times, <laughs> right. I thought this could be Jeff Hardy's yeah. last match. And if it is, I mean, it's, we, we now know that it's not. Yeah. But I, I'd have been like, yeah. I mean, that would yeah. have made all the sense in the world. Yeah. This is how he goes out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm. I'm not surprised. The self-destruction of Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Coming soon. Right. <laughs> Christmas on DVD. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, it, it impressed me. And yeah. it's, it set up the night of like really well. I thought, I was like, wow, man, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to like this show. Because I think the next match was Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Yeah. And that was a really good match, too. Yeah. Becky had to win this match. Yeah. I was saying this to you and anybody yeah. else who would listen prior to Hell in a Cell. I'm like, she's sacrificed quote-unquote sacrificed everything just to get that match right just to get that match because she was not going to get another match yeah. like by the way it goes she's a challenger yeah she doesn't win back of the line that's how it works well, um, unless you get that tv rematch the next week that's how it's supposed to work but we see like nakamura styles over and over again we see yeah. joe styles over and over again well, yeah so. but historically uh, and and the way even just making it personal towards Becky yeah. historically she was like no that was that was my last shot yeah. like that's that's her rationale in her yeah. character's head yeah. that this is logically that's, yes that's how it works and that's why she did it and she committed so much in this build up if she lost that would be the end of her career in the sense of yeah. like her believability and her stock would go right in the toilet uh and then she would just be another fan favorite that we're not supposed to cheer like what happened with Dolph Ziggler for two years. Right. She'd go into that limbo status. So she had to win this match yeah. for her. She went know. all in, didn't she? She really did, man. I mean, and she has to, yeah. and it shouldn't have had to get to this point. You're the number one female draft pick of SmackDown, right. and you've been booked like ass for yeah. like two years. Ever since she lost the title initially. Yeah. I know some people that comment on our Facebook and whatnot were getting bored with Becky and like, yeah. like who cares? Yeah. And I've always been a fan of hers, but I was like, why are they not doing something interesting? Yeah. She was just kind of back burner kind of thing. And she, yeah. she'd go on that winning streak for a while, but 
I do like what they're doing with her. I I love the bad girl Becky. Yeah. Like it's I like this a lot. Yeah. And, and the matches are really good and, and they support the the story. You sure. Know? Like with most talented wrestlers who aren't getting it done as a baby face, yeah. there is an easy solution to this more often than not. Yeah. Turn him heel. Right. Some people always need to be a heel. Right. Miz always needs yeah. to be a heel. Um there's there's very few guys that I could just say always yeah he's one of those guys yeah. that does tie in a little bit to hell in the cell yeah. i you know what honestly that's the match i would have put on the pre-show is the mixed tag yeah. match i realize yeah. that they put way too much television time and there's way too much invested for this to not be on the pay-per-view yeah. that's probably my least favorite thing of the whole night just kind of on a weird yeah i think it was mine yeah. too because i mean dude Strowman reigns and the eventual Lesnar reveal. Like I kind of knew that was going to happen, so it's like yeah. you're, you're waiting for the train wreck. Yeah. So there is that little entertainment value in there, and I'm guilty of kind of going like, "Hey," you know, sometimes <laughs> with it, even though I'm like, "Ugh," yeah, I'm like, "Hey," and I just and actually that's that's the finish I wanted. Like, yeah, right. like literally, that's I was like, "Can you just have Lesnar lay them both out?" Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want any of these people to win anything, <laughs> right. and I that's what I got. Yeah. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm kind of guilty sometimes of having nostalgia for some people that return. and But then they start getting booked in ways and I'm like, man, they really don't deserve it. And that's really how I feel about, quote unquote, the wives here. Oh, I just yeah. think that it's, I think it's unnecessary. I think this, I think the Daniel Miz feud is always going to have been strong enough to not need it and this isn't me being anti-women's wrestling no because i just do not feel like women's wrestling has ever been ever been properly represented by those two people yeah and there was a time where brie bella was getting better it was clear that she was sure and she was better than nikki for a while and she Um, she was until the day they both retired yeah from their first run yeah um, I've never been a fan of Maurice. Longtime listeners will know that. Neither of us have been a fan of Maurice. Oh, we ever. used to have a lot of fun I, making fun of her. Yeah, I still don't think she's any good um, mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, she's good as a personality. Sure. For, she's a good foil. For, Apparently, uh, she's for a good Miz. person in real life. Yeah, right? that's cool. Great. Yeah. I, I hope she does well. But she's. Yeah. I don't like. She's not a very good wrestler in the ring. Yeah. I feel like the adding them to the feud was just a way to keep Brian, Dan O'Brien, and the Miz kind of separated from each other so that they didn't have to like string it out and pay something off because they don't want to do that apparently they're still not paying this feud off at all yeah um which is super duper frustrating Um, i I think they've i think daniels looked really weak this entire summer and continues throughout the fall i love daniel Bryan. he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and he and, doesn't. He doesn't have to win every time. Yeah, but he doesn't look like an asshole in the right. process either. Yeah, but ever since he's come back, I was. I thought like, hey, they're probably going to ease him back into it, make sure everything's going well. But he hasn't really had that match where I'm like, yeah, that's. I'm super happy about what they've done because he went right into the feud with Big Cass, which yeah, yeah. he was dominant, but. Of course he was. Yeah. And those matches weren't great because Big Cass was in those matches. It's like the moment the AJ Daniel match was ruined on the SmackDown yeah. after WrestleMania, it was kind of over. Yeah. <laughs> like and like then, the Daniel run just went, no. And, and I felt that way ever since. Yeah. And then they put him right in there with The Miz. And this is something that's been building for years and years. Mm. And, and that's cool. They're not paying it off. Yeah. Like yeah, at exactly. all. And, and it's, it's, it's due. 
it's due to be done. Yeah, <laughs> like right. it really is at this point. And I, I think that, like, I don't know. It's just it's not. I understand not paying something off in order to build up to an even better payoff later, but it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're just putting it off in a way that's frustrating for someone who actually wants to see something happen. Yeah. I have a theory. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can book this properly. And by doing this, I hate that certain people are going to be left out of the picture here. But I think I see a long term, or at least sooner than later, AJ, I think might actually, and I hate to say this because I love Joe. I don't, I don't think Joe's going to win the title now. It doesn't seem like it. I think Miz is going to get a surprise TV world title win over AJ at some point before the year's out. And then I think Daniel's going to win the Royal Rumble, and I think they're going to have a world title match at Mania because that's kind of the ultimate payoff. That's, yeah. the, only, that's the only place you can go in this feud now because yeah. it's never going to be a blood feud. Yeah. Miz is not a violent wrestler, yeah. and he never will be. Everything that Daniel said about him is kind of true in a yeah. sense. He's just not that guy. So it's just going to have to be the most egocentrical, like grandest stage of them all, main event match, all eyes of the world are on you, and that's how they finish it. So yeah. I, I think I see it being booked into a world title match for the SmackDown title. Sure. And that may not be a bad thing in the sense of, yes, this will be the payoff, because it has to be. Yeah. Number two, the title that I think deserves the most respect will be the title that closes the show that night. And people will stick around for it, trust right. me. Because they'll want to be like, wow, the best match of the night was actually the last match on the show. Yeah, right. Because they definitely can tell the story to make that possible. Yeah. We know they got the goods. They complement each other really well yeah. because of both ways they wrestle. Yeah. And that's great. That could be a closer of quality. And that's something that WrestleMania has needed for a long time now. Yeah. Ever since Daniel Bryan won the world title. Right. <laughs> Anything else about Hell in a Cell before we move on? I really like the Joe Styles match. The I wasn't even bothered by the finish. Like no. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, because I, I dig the way they did it, and I was like, oh, cool. Joe gets yeah. another match. Great. Right, yeah. Match um, of the night would have to be, what do you think? The, the Raw Tag Title match. Yeah, for it sure. Was, that was really good. Yeah. As much as I was complaining about putting all the titles into this one feud... Like, they're having good matches with those guys, so... Getting flashbacks to Diesel and Sean versus, yeah. uh, you know, when they had all the belts. Yeah, yeah. Like Owen and Yoko or something yeah. like that. And, so, yeah, they, they definitely get the, the match of the night there. Although, it was kind of close for me. The Those, that one, Joe Styles, Orton Hardy, and Lynch and Charlotte, I really loved all of those matches. Yeah, it's, it's a very solid good half show. Yeah, right. Almost bordering on three quarters. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, nothing too wrong with it. Yeah. I, uh... There was a lot of good stuff in week three, I thought, to the point where, man, it's like, wait, well, you could have spread some of this out throughout some of the other yeah, weeks. Like, right. <laughs> I liked the Drew Dean match. I liked the Dolph Seth match. That Ambrose McIntyre match, man, that was good. That, that was, was really good. That was the best match on Raw. Easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I liked Kofi Cesaro. I thought that, that was, was really good. good. You know, Shinsuke Rusev was good, but they had to do the finish that did the story bit and all that. Yeah. Can I go on a mini tangent? Yeah, you got to you got to look in your face. Go. Nakamura, what are they doing? Well, yeah, they're not booking him on in a pay per view. Yeah, because sure, he, he wasn't on Hell in a Cell. He, he wasn't on Hell in a Cell. He's not booked for Super Showdown. Whoa. He wasn't on it, which I just Ooh. I watched it already. But he wasn't on that show, 
every match he's had since he's he's not in any story, he comes out for a match with no build up. It's just against a random guy. Mm-hmm. And every single match he's had, there's been interference at the end. It's mostly been Randy Orton because he did the thing with Ty Dillinger. He did the thing with Jeff Hardy. He skated um, by. This yeah. is almost like when uh, Dean Ambrose had the U.S. title. Yeah. Like the, it's becoming a prop. The match against Rusev, Aiden English distracted him yeah. for that. Yeah. So what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Shinsuke. Yeah. I don't think his match quality has dipped at all. No. I mean, why do they have the U.S. title on him if they're not going to do anything with it? Exactly. It. Like, I mean, is it, is to it me, a more consolation prizes? That's what I was going to say. To me, it feels like they're not doing anything with him, so they put the U.S. title on him. Oh. Because, I mean, the U.S. title is, like, the placeholder title, apparently. Because, you know, like, people just don't defend it yeah. very often. And it's it's that consolation of, we don't have anything for you, but we we like you, and we're paying you a lot of money, so here's a title to make you... I don't... Not to make you feel better, but to to make people think that we're doing something with you when yeah. we're actually not. Yeah, when I last saw SmackDown, which is kind of gets into week four, but, like, you know, I saw Ty Dillinger... Yeah. Beat him by a count out. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Disqualification or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. So I was like, well, that gives him another, uh, that gives him a title match, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean, by my old school rationale, he is now the number one contender to the U.S. title. <laughs> yeah. So we should be seeing a Ty Dillinger versus Shinsuke Nakamura U.S. title match any day now. Yeah. Where maybe even Ty gets a surprise win because Shinsuke is not taking him seriously. Uh, that'd be interesting. I'd like that. I'd like to see a Nakamura dillinger feud yeah i think that would be real good that's something we didn't get to see in nxt yeah so i think oh i do want to say one thing about we're not talking about the may young classic because we're saving that yeah but this was the week that tony storm faced jenny and and that was i really love that match i just have to say that because i cannot wait for the uk to actually start airing whenever they're gonna finally do it tba yeah (laughs) it's still up in the air because like out of all of the matches in the first round of the tournament, this felt the most like they know each other super well. They don't like each other. They're going to try to beat the crap out of each other, and that's yeah. what they were doing. There, so. there actually will be a tie-in yeah. to this match that will carry into that show, yeah. and that's that's neat. Yeah. I dig that. So, yeah. I mean, they've even got a freaking GM, and they don't have a show. They're right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. They got freaking Johnny Saint. They got yeah. him. You know, I guess they'll take him out when they need to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, okay, we're getting off of that but uh, but yeah any other week in this week three here hmm. i mean we would have gone with the whole well it's uh cruiserweight titles on the line that's match of the week right hmm. and we had cedric alexander defending against drew gulak and a really 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 good match that's a better cool. match than their SummerSlam match too i might add yeah i think so yeah. it's like further proof the 205 pays everything off on its show. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> they're not expecting to be invited anywhere. Right. Except for Saudi Arabia, and we know why they're there. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, there's my little shock radio for the <laughs> night. But they just happened to book this match at NXT. And from the word go, before the bell even rang, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to win. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm looking at the match still with rose-colored glasses because... I hate finishes like this. Yeah. I hate a double disqualification, no contest, nothing solved. But in this case, the match was so good, yeah. I can't I can't not like campaign for it to be match of the week. Yeah. Maybe even the month. Pete Dunne, Ricochet, uh, title for title, North American versus uh, UK. Yeah. And 
it's such a huge match and we know that they taped these beforehand and I didn't hear about a title change yeah. at all. Yeah. So I kind of figured that something was going to have to happen. Sure. A match this big, it sucks to build something up like that for weeks and then not have something switch. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like, how are they going to make that work? Yeah. Like, how would how would either one of those guys having both titles work yeah, in this it, situation? It wouldn't. It just yeah. wouldn't. Because you're eventually going to have to get one of them to lose one of the titles when the other one's not up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way to work it out. I mean, and I don't think history has been kind to any kind yeah. of decision like that, right. which is why... You probably shouldn't hold two singles titles, especially in the same company, yeah. honestly. But maybe I thought, oh, well, if they put it on Ricochet when they launch UK, then they'll have some crossover fans. Because there are some fans yeah. that aren't going to watch UK because it's UK. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. there yeah. are people that will not watch this. Yeah. You can't, like I said, you can't even get people to watch NXT. Yeah. I know people aren't watching 205, but they're not, <laughs> some of right. these people aren't watching NXT. And it's yeah. some of the best wrestling ever. Yeah. So, UK is going to be a hardish sell, I think. And I that's think so, why yeah. the show hasn't happened yet. Yeah. If they thought it could generate money right now, it wouldn't be a nightmare to do logically. You're right. The show would have already aired a year ago. Yeah. But it hasn't. So, for that reason, I thought, well, maybe they'll put it on Ricochet. Yeah. He'll probably lose it after a couple of defenses because when you're over there, it's yeah. it's like the way some people treat their marriages. Right. And when we're over there, that one counts. You're right. And when we're over here, this one counts. Yeah. Yeah, because that was what they did with the Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, but yeah, watch this match. Go yeah, out of your way. It's like even after commercials, like cutting out commercials, it was still over twenty minutes, and yeah, super good. Like two of the most exciting guys around right now, I think. Yeah, and yeah, it was it. It was worth the build up and the frustration of parts of it, like we just discussed. It was it's still worth watching yeah. for sure. And, you know, I, I guess I even feel bad spoiling the ending because I kind of did. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, it I may would... help you enjoy it more, you maybe, know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who you, knows? You, you decide, Chris. <laughs> Me? You have the edit button. This, this... <laughs> <laughs> I Before we move on to week four, I do want to say that I wish that WWE would make a new rule in their matches that if you remove a luchador's mask or any wrestler's mask automatic disqualification and and fine yeah and fine i don't understand why that's not a rule i think it will be now yeah i think it's gonna have to be now yeah because you know, on 205 live uh Lince dorado wrestled tjp a very good match yes. tjp is a jerk face and he ripped off dorado's match yep. uh, mask like completely off his head yep and um that, yeah. and, but they kept the match going and the referee, I think it was Charles Robinson, actually, yeah. it was just like, I don't yeah, know. It had, like, he was just, like, be, befuddled. And yeah. Whatever other old guy word you want to use. <laughs> right. And he was just like, oh, well, I'm... Well, you got to keep going, I guess. Let's say it was like, well... Right. Because, like, you know, he's getting yelled at post-match, and rightfully so, and he's just like, oh, I'm, right. I, don't, I don't know, man. It was in the moment. Right. <laughs> like, I, don't, I just don't know. I TJP is... He, he should be getting more airtime. And he should be yeah. on uh, a main roster show. Exactly he's like he's been saying. Because he's really easy to hate. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying everything he's saying because yeah. he's right. Yeah. You know, he does have a gripe. Yeah. He, uh, he's a he's a trailblazer for 205 and treating him like garbage. Yeah. So he's going to treat everybody else like garbage. I love, I hate those uh, selfie promos. I love yeah. the one he did when he was holding the mask oh, yeah. next week and that he goes, cool. hey, I totally get Lucha culture. I used to be a Lucha. Yeah. And here's the mask I wore. 
I hate it then. I hate it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. I like, like that, yeah. I didn't want... I, I need him to be completely all about himself yeah. every single time. And, uh, you know, he's... I mean, he's always going to have fans like me because of his ability. Yeah. But he's a really good dick. <laughs> yeah. I like that. He he does have one of those faces, like those new millennial faces you just want to punch. <laughs> okay. For the most part. Like, there's people that think that way. And sure. I guess I thought of it at some point. <laughs> you apparently just did. Yeah. But, yeah, real good. Real good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Leo Rush is like that for some people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, moving on to week four. I want to talk about something on Raw real quick that was a big deal for a couple weeks. Liv Morgan getting kicked in the face. Yeah, that was um, really bad. So it, you know, don't even just listen to armchair guys like us. Yeah. We're we're fans, yeah. and we we're very respectful about the talent it takes and the sacrifice and all that stuff. Go, uh, and I'm even going to plug a little podcast here. It's not even little; it's got a pretty good push from the get go. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lillian Garcia has a podcast. Yeah. She had Paige on recently. If you oh. haven't heard the comments that Paige made about that match, oh really? You should because she talks about it. And she doesn't talk about it like somebody that's afraid to get fired. Yeah. I think she tells the absolute truth on there. She's not so quick to defend the Bellas like a le- like everybody else in that company is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's not letting everything go. Yeah. Because she's very emotionally involved in stuff like this. Yes, yeah, for sure. Rightfully so. Yeah. And plus, you know, it's a touchy situation. You know, here's the thing. And I'm sure you're going to get into this, Chris, but Brie Bella has been visibly rusty yeah i think for sure uh these these matches multiple people have said that it's not just internet dudes it's like actual wrestlers yeah Uh, because i read some comments from taz and i think bully ray talked about a little bit yeah he was saying like yeah she's i mean ring rust is a real thing yeah and she's even talked about it herself a little bit like after her pregnancy like your body changes and like even though she's in shape and she's back to probably i don't know what weight whatever but she said that she has said herself that like her center of gravity is different her body is different and she didn't realize that at first because that first week she came back and she nearly killed herself diving out of the ring twice yeah like she was taught that's what she was referring to and it's like maybe you shouldn't have come back full time it's impressive on two shows no less yeah on two she's she's, the only one yeah yeah that's i'm like whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying anything bad about brie bella i'm saying that maybe since they realize that she's not at the capacity that she once was and she has to relearn some things because her body has changed maybe she shouldn't be doing this full-time stuff at the moment or just not be doing certain things yeah not be doing certain things some people when they when they and since she had such a drastic change in her in herself personally, yeah. physically and otherwise, yeah. um, there are people that have been wrestlers that have done this yeah. that have changed their style to accommodate exactly how yeah. they work later on. Yeah. The the most famous example is Steve Austin yeah. and Keiji Muda. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible to do these things, and people be like, "Wow, look at that! They totally figured it out." Yeah. It reeks and i hate to say it 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 reeks of like a 45 year old trying to act like a 25 year old yeah and that's how i see it that's my personal opinion it's like no no you can't do that daniel feels that he can still do diving headbutts and topes 
and when he does it, he does he hasn't hurt himself. Yeah. Yet, so apparently he can still do that. Yeah. And I'm bringing Daniel into this because of obviously there's, sure. a, there's a no degree separation here. Yeah. And he's had to now go on and defend his wife online and yeah. interviews and stuff like that. Well, because people so are getting he, nasty and personal and, attacks, which are not warranted. And, and they are. I don't condone that part about it. Yeah. I just think, wow, you're in this like a uh, multi-billion dollar company and how come they're not doing anything about yeah. like, this shouldn't even be, we shouldn't even be discussing this. Yeah. Like... Did they just like book her on Raw and not have her roll around a little bit on a couple of shows beforehand? Like, how do you not do that? Like, did they just take them on their word? Because that's usually the kind of thing that gets wrestlers into trouble. I would think she would have been in the Performance Center for a few months beforehand, or at least a little bit. But who knows? Well, that's the perception of the Bellas, though, is that they don't have to do anything. Sure. Like... That's why people don't like them. That's why they treat them like the Kardashians. Yeah. Because it appears on the surface that everything is handed to them. Right. And I'm not saying that's completely an unwarranted argument, but there's definitely different variables about those things. You yeah. know, I, they obviously like having them there. And I get why they like yeah. having them there. I actually, just because I'm, I'm a big Riot Squad fan, I mm. took that very personally in the sense of like, they're booking the Bellas over the Riot Squad, the Riot Squad's, uh, you know, expense, because I don't see a reward on their end for it. I I see a a stock going down, and I see it never recovering. That's what I see. I don't know about never, but for sure, like, the Bellas aren't going to be here for the long term. No. They probably won't even be here after the end of the year. After Evolution. At least Mania. I mean, go out big, right? I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, they may do sporadic. But, I mean, they're obviously building towards Evolution, and oh, yeah, <laughs> tell you what, I'm I'm sitting on this boiling, festering thing that I just found out about evolution yesterday. Okay, and God damn it! All right, so, I guess no. maybe I don't know about it. Let's just say if you don't know mm. how every Bella is getting booked for evolution right now, once you do find out, you're gonna be pissed. Okay, I am I pissed about this. I'm not caught up with. I am. I am watching. mad at evolution right now. It wasn't enough that they started booking some old timers, and I love those old timers. But that's there's so we, many current talk, women like we, in the we company. We talked about this last month. Yeah. Where do you see Chris? Where do you see wow. who, how this booking went down? It is bullshit. Wow. It's and I'm taking I'm taking all my hostility off of Bree. This has nothing to do with Bree. Okay. And has everything to do with Nikki. And stop me now. All right. Stop me. I'll get... Okay, so getting back to Liv Morgan, the, the incident itself, I just want to say, sure, sure. like, my amateur internet armchair guy take on it is like... Hey, you at least did a weekend. Yeah, I You I know how to take bit. bumps. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I never took kicks to the chest, but, okay. yeah, but yeah, 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 I did some other stuff in there. Sure, and I think that's worth bringing up, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I really do. I, I wouldn't have said it otherwise. Sure. But when you watch it, I've heard... I mentioned I heard Taz and Bully Ray talk about it a little bit and Bully Ray was kind of coming from the side of well accidents happen and that yeah, kind of thing that, yeah. um, Taz was a little more like kind of explaining it a little bit like Liv Morgan isn't as experienced as most of the other women well I guess well her own team anyway um, she's more experienced than she's the least experienced of the three on her team yeah like Sarah Logan has been doing this for a long time, yeah. and so has Ruby. Yeah. And I remember when Liv came in to the main roster, I was like, ooh. Uh, but yeah. I've come around on her a yeah. lot. Uh, I think she's really good. I really enjoy her, yeah. what she does a lot. She's one of the more improved of the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, 
he was talking about how she wasn't feeding Brie completely correctly. Um, as far as like feeding like her own chest for sure. the kicks. Okay. Uh, she did lean down a little bit. You could kind of see. I did see that. But you can also see that Brie Bella is not looking where she's kicking. Yeah, like, she's looking at the crowd. Towards, towards the end of the kicks, she's yeah. looking at Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan on the apron. And if she had kicked her once, then it was like, okay, accidents happened. She kicked her twice. She did. Like, she kicked her the first time, and you can see Liv leaning over. Yeah, she's like, Ugh. Clearly not in good shape. And she kicked her right in the middle of the face the second time. Yep. So that was the one that did it. Yeah. yeah and so sure. that is... When I look at that and I see that she's not looking and she's paying so little attention to what she's doing with her foot that she kicks her twice, like, that's that's Bree's fault. That's bull, yeah. And additionally, on top of that, <laughs> after she's clearly knocked out, like, she can't even drag her over to her own corner. Like, yeah. that whole thing was really uncomfortable. She couldn't kick... She couldn't even... Uh, she kicked out, but she definitely kicked out instinctively. She was not there. Because when she goes to raise her legs, yeah. there's nothing there. There's and nothing. when Brie was faking, try, like, live pushing her into the corner, yeah. clearly she was being dragged. Yeah. Why didn't the referee stop something? Yeah. Why didn't the referee do anything? I read somewhere that they said that the referee... Derek Moore was the referee, said that he didn't know she was knocked out. How do you not know that she's knocked out? That yeah. didn't happen. That wasn't like a two-second thing. No, that, that, that lasted that's for like 20 seconds. That, that's him exonerating himself. Yeah. I don't buy that for yeah. a minute. So, And then he let her get back into the ring for that multiple suplex spot. Yeah, that's that's dangerous right yeah. there. So with, I mean, with, I'm not even kidding. She could have died. Yeah, with like, everything that... Over the past 10, 15 years with, like, concussions? Yeah. That is not cool. And that that should be... Massive black eye. That should be a bigger deal. Yeah. And I know that Liv Morgan isn't saying anything about it. Like, she's posting on Twitter, like, I'm glad she's okay. Yeah. I'm glad she's back in action. Like, apparently the concussion wasn't super bad, I guess. Yeah. But... Isn't it so... Did you get, like, a great, like, all moment, though, like, on the next Raw... Um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, and uh, Sarah Logan is piggybacking yeah. Morgan, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have to say anything right now, right? Yeah, she just needs to show up and do her thing and let let it all yeah settle out. If she ever gets any kind of uh, stock or you know what I'm saying, like a uh, stroke, yeah, then uh, and nothing has been done about it, yeah. I'll be like, shit's on. We You're should right. talk about this. Yeah. Like I, I, I was very professional at the time. But once she has a little bit of leeway, go for the throat on that yeah. one. I mean, honestly, yeah. that that that's where I'd be. But maybe that says a lot about me. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just felt like I needed to say that because that was something that, that it still it still bugs me. Like because I knew I didn't watch that raw live. I saw it after the fact, so I knew that something bad was going to happen. Sure. And yeah, then, me too. And then watching it and seeing how everybody. Ruby Wright and Sarah Logan did the best they could. Yeah, and the look, you could tell oh, that Ruby was not like she was worried and she was mad. Yeah, and Sarah Sarah was horrified. Ruby was mad. Yeah, like it was like oh yeah. I just felt for everybody. And you could see Bree like knew that something was wrong, yeah. and she didn't know what to do. Yeah, that, and that's another problem. And that's where the referee needed to do something. So that, yeah. there was a lot wrong, and I think yeah. it it should have been addressed. More, yeah, top to bottom. All the way down to the people backstage who's yeah. feeding, who, whoever's in charge of the referee earmuffs, yeah. it, that's on them too. Yeah. Why aren't they communicating with them? You know, they obviously have baseball signals for everything. Right. Like, you know, I know a doctor was out there. Didn't they literally like take her 
they back, took her and then over. took her back out again. She had she before the next segment yeah, because and then she took a suplex after mm-hmm. that because fuck you. They, she was being intended to. You could tell. You yeah. could see it. But then they called her back into the ring to do that one spot. Uh, that's unnecessary. Nothing yeah. was gained out of that either. No. By the way, yeah. that was that was just to make them look good. Why? Yeah. Do they really need that? Right. Yeah. Why well, just bring Rhonda out and have her start Ooh. shooting on her a little right. bit? Right. Just go for go for the full go for the full bug. <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry, I had to get that. No, out no, that's good. Hey, I've been doing it all show. Right. <laughs> Thanks for bouncing it a little bit. So a little bit more of a fun thing from that raw, real quick. Yeah. We've is... actually referenced a lot of stuff from week four. I've noticed. Yeah, we have. <laughs> but one thing we haven't mentioned that's been going on all month. Have you on Hulu been seeing the Bobby Roode, Chad Gable team? Zero. Oh, really? I found out that they were a tag team by uh, just kind of doing some finalization on my notes. Yeah. And I guess they're as excited about it as WWE and Hulu is. No, right. They said, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode are now a tag team. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. the They started teaming up out of nowhere the first week of the month. and yeah. Did, Okay. Did I hear that right, or did I actually did I read that right? Chad Gable lost a match to Victor Connor. Connor, I believe it was Connor. He lost a match to an Ascension guy. A singles match, he lost to Connor. Chad Gable, like no a, shenanigans. A like amateur standout yeah. that's like supposed to be the next Kurt Angle. Yeah, lost lost to an Ascension guy yeah. who I haven't seen on TV except to beat up the Shield a few weeks ago. He's they will. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not beating him up, but sure. pretty much. All through they the ascension has been on every week in September, I believe. Huh. Um, well, Halloween is coming up, but they've been facing a combination of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, or just Chad Gable. Okay. Do they so, have a team name? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. How did they meet? Ready, willing, and glorious. Maybe I don't <laughs> know because Gable said that. Sure. Think, okay. Um, but uh, rewag. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, no. So, my thing... Okay, I guess I have to explain this. Yeah, yeah so, apparently. I'm, I'm just going to sit back here for a minute. <laughs> so, the thing with Gable and Rude is that they were just teamed up one night. They didn't... There was no build-up. It was just like, here's these two guys. They're going to have a match. But the backstory that we've come to learn is that Chad Gable loves Bob... Or, yeah, Chad Gable loves Bobby Rude. He loves the glorious thing. He's super-duper excited to be his partner it's like the the big dog, little, little dog kind of thing. Where okay. He's kind of running around Bobby Roode. He's trying to impress him. Right. He's over-enthusiastic. When they tag, Gable will tag himself in, and he'll try to take care of things for Bobby Roode on Roode's behalf. So so they don't even have chemistry. They do, but it's weird, because <laughs> Gable's doing all this stuff, and he's going really overboard, and he's just destroying guys initially. And Bobby Roode is like... You could see he was kind of little, like so he's looked a... at him a little bit at first when okay. Gable tagged himself in, okay, because he like basically stole the finish, okay. And but Bobby so, Roode was like, "Oh, we won. That's cool. I like it." So he's amused by Chad Gable. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. He he likes the ego stroke. I think okay. is part of it. Um, my hope for this feud is that Roode starts to get annoyed by this, and this ends up being a feud between Gable and Bobby Roode. I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. So, that'll be a great match. Exactly. That's Bobby Roode needs something. Chad Gable needs something. Yeah. It's the Cesaro uh, Seamus <laughs> thing, but in reverse. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. so, See, and that's kind of creative in itself, even yeah. though someone might have even thought about it that way. Like, yeah. hey, let's do it backwards. At least that's different. Yeah. 
I'll give you that. But yeah, Chad Gable lost to Connor on week four. Just it was like a short match. He just lost, and Gable's like, "Oh man, this is terrible. I let you down," kind of thing. Don't worry, Gable. I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna get. I say, if it gets a great wrestling match, and great. The only thing I can think of now is, am I gonna see it? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it. I mean. Best case scenario, it's on a pre-show right. for for a big yeah. event. Yeah, best so case scenario, it's it's kind of fun. I think it's kind of fun. I, I wish I could see it. Yeah. I wish I have. I I saw photos of uh, Drake Maverick's new outfit. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he has. It's a night where he doesn't have to think about the outfit. Right. Because <laughs> like, yeah. he's got. I gotta say, man, like Drake Maverick, like he is he is a, an individual in a sense, and I mean that in a positive way. Is that he's wearing suits that the, the brothers are only pulling off? <laughs> I mean, like he's he's an intangible guy in that right. way. Like, yeah. good for you, dude. <laughs> like that is a that is a Michael Irvin nineteen ninety two suit. Is all I'm right. trying to say. <laughs> and uh, I mucho respecto on both ends there. But uh, man, I gotta say, you know, I don't have a man crush on Drake, but I dig. You know, I. I I think it's neat that in this aspect of entertainment that there's the occasional clothes horse that no, just right. goes for the full nine. Sure. And, you know, with his size, he's not buying off the rack. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, maybe, I don't think he is. You, you follow? Like, yeah, he's probably getting you. them custom made. Yeah. Like, he's all in with his suit budget, I gotta say. Yeah. I hope he's parlaying that on the company a little yeah, bit. Right. You know, I would hope so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> just an observation is yeah, all. Yeah, for sure. It's not the wrestling fashion police show like we used to do i did, that, did a couple, that a little bit yeah. I did that a couple of times back yeah. in the day yeah, yeah. so if, but uh, you know i retired it after blassie died <laughs> right um what do you think about truth tv i love truth tv yeah, I, fun. this is one of those things and i, I i'm i not sure who i talked about this with but maybe it even was like ziggler but it reminds about this with ziggler no no about ziggler oh, okay <laughs> but this reminds me of that and when I said like, and I I swear I said this on a show or maybe just to you in private, mm-hmm. but this is how the WWE is, like, it's almost like they're, I wouldn't say trolling the fans, but I feel like I've been trolled a little bit because like, truth has been the biggest afterthought slash joke slash jobber what what have you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he got hurt last year, yeah, um, and it was a pretty serious injury. But even before all that. Like, it had been years before they did anything with him that was worth anything. I like the Golden Truth stuff. Golden Truth stuff was fun. It's been a couple of years now. But it's been a while, yeah. Yeah. And even before that, there wasn't a whole lot going on either. So there's just like these little spurts. And especially ever since his big, huge heel push. Yeah. That that experiment they did. Oh, yeah. When he started smoking cigarettes and whatever. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's just... I mean, man... That might, that's really the last, yeah. think about that, that's probably the last edgy thing they've really ever done, yeah. is to have true smoke cigarettes in England, nonetheless, where you get fined for doing that during performance. Oh, yeah? Anyway. Yeah. Or jail time. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a very real thing. Uh, so, that being said, I said the WWE can convince anybody of anything in the sense of, they literally brought R-Truth back from the dead over the course of like two weeks. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. I mean... To the point where he beat the Miz, yeah, on he, TV, he clean. Worked, yeah, he worked his way into the main event of SmackDown. Like yeah. that was a beautiful moment. Like when when Ty Dillinger was like, <laughs> "What is going on?" He's like, "I'm in the main event." Yeah, like the whole time he's he's looking this way and you're looking that way, but he's yeah. also looking that way. Yeah, 
because he's doing the whole I'm, I want to beat up Carmella or I'm yeah. looking for Carmella because yeah. that's how I get to a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But I think after a while that turned into he didn't say he wanted to have a match anymore. I noticed he changed the dialogue a mm-hmm. little bit. I'm looking for Carmella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he found Carmella and he did the, the script flipped about mistaking her for Maurice and then yeah. tying it into that, he turned Carmella at the same time he got himself a main event match that he won against the Miz. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I don't know who did that. That might be... That, I'm going to put that one on Road Dog, who is one of the big wigs on SmackDown. Yeah. They're old friends. Yeah. Why yeah. not, right? They were like rapping buddies for yeah. a while. Yeah, I remember yeah. that team. Um, it didn't work out, but right. I'm sure they're still cool with each other. Yeah. And they did the VKM stuff in Impact. Yeah. So, they brought him back from the dead in two weeks. And then even to the point where they made that great segment with Dillinger and Carmel yeah. and all that stuff. And it was like, aha! <laughs> so, from... from this point on, Truth should always be legit and over. Yeah. I mean, re- in ring ability wise, he's great. He's yeah. still great. He's, he's still ageless. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And uh, former NWA world champion, by the way. That's true. Two time. Yeah. Former NWA world champion. Let it never be forgotten. Yeah. I, they can do that with anybody. Yeah. So there's really no excuse for, like I mentioned before, maybe somebody's a dick and we don't know it. You're right. But just fire him. Like, yeah. Don't leave these people out there high and dry for me to not care about. You yeah. know, like I get it that not everybody can win everything. Yeah. But there's a balance there. There's, there's a way to make you things work. You can balance work. it better, yeah. But you know, the NFL's getting a ton of attention this year. They're actually getting positive attention this year because apparently all the pundits are like, We have no idea who's gonna win these games now. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. handicapping is almost out the door. Like bookies are losing their minds mm-hmm. because people are winning that aren't supposed to and I guess the fix isn't in anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but their ratings are really good. Yeah. And it's because any on any given night, anybody can win. Yeah. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. True. And I don't think it'd be neat if WWE tried a little bit of that for a while. It would be nice. You know, I, I get the main event guys are kind of have to be a little bulletproof here yeah. and there because it ne- needs to mean something when they sure. lose. But I think mid all the way down is up for grabs. Yeah. So make it happen that way. Yeah. And we can have great television like we did with True TV, as short-lived as it was. I loved it. I really like him and Carmella together and the uh, the dance breaks. Like, he's just <laughs> cracking up Daniel Bryan in there, too. And yeah. Did you, have you been keeping up with the, the Mixed Match Challenge Season 2? No. So There's that, too much going on. Yeah, there's, like, I think with Main Event, which I can't watch because I don't have Hulu, but or I, and it's delayed. I don't even know if it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It is okay, and it's delayed I, on the network, which is where I'd have to watch. I should be watching it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not. But and that's I, like seven weekly shows for WWE. It's like, jeez, dude. When um, you're not having tournaments or specials or what yeah, have you, yeah. But the the mix match challenge, it's a round robin tournament this time, which I really like. They have oh. like a raw bracket and a SmackDown bracket, oh. and they're all gonna face everybody in their own bracket, and then the winners are gonna face each other. Okay, I so, can be, I like that. I like actually. that a lot. That means the brand extension still kind of means something. Yeah, despite Brie Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, spoiler. She's gonna win Mixed Match Challenge if she's in it. <laughs> she's oh. not. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's that's a good thing actually. But I was getting to so that night with Truth TV where they had the match for. 
for Truth TV, Ms. TV for the, the talk show segment. Yeah, I call that the new TV title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, they should carry that. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. For sure. If you have the TV title, you get the talk you show. You get a talk show. Yeah. That's actually a super idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not since um, breaking records over people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Old school yeah. WHS reference. Um, the One of the matches, my favorite of the two matches on the Mixed Match Challenge that night was Asuka. Um, or Asuka, like The Miz and Asuka versus The Fabulous Truth of Carmella and um, R-Truth. So they carried that little bit over from earlier in the night. Okay. And which they don't always do because that's like the Mixed Match Challenge is so separate from everything yeah. else because they just let them be goofballs in the ring. That might have been one of the nights where people stayed to watch 205. Yeah. Because right. it's after 205 and before the dark main event for the night. Yeah. The, but uh the curtain pulling for you there but uh our truth and carmella were doing like impromptu dance breaks in the in yeah. the mixed match challenge match okay now i'm gonna watch it. yeah and uh <laughs> miz of course was horrified he was like this is the worst thing ever but asuka got in the ring and started dancing too uh, it was good it was, I, I i would suggest watching it and my favorite team in the mixed match challenge and i'll shut up about it yeah. is jinder mahal and alicia fox Oh, that's they are sounds, amazing together. That sounds fun. They are called Mahalisha, <laughs> and Alicia Fox and Sunil Singh do not get along at all because Alicia. Well, first of all, she's bigger than him. Yeah, and she's always the captain, yeah. and she screams about herself being the captain all the time, and it is the best thing in the world. I like that. I like that she has kept that captain's hat. You know, yeah. most women in pro wrestling never wear the same outfit twice. Right. But Alicia needs to always wear a lot of her outfits a right. lot, yeah, <laughs> because it suits her, and you know she is she is what she thinks she is. Yeah, she's like, captain. That's, that's the best part. <laughs> Every team in the mixed match challenge has a, a custom T-shirt. I'm thinking about buying the Mahalisha shirt. It's Ooh. just like the the Taj Mahal, and yeah. then there's like a female fox like laying across on yeah. the bottom. Oh, I like that yeah. on a carpet. Yeah, probably yeah. on a flying carpet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Gen Docs wouldn't have taken off. I'll say that. <laughs> sounds like a like a. It sounds like a cream or something. Yeah, like. <laughs> it sounds like something medicinal. Okay. Um, On that note, match of the week for week four out of the blue of nowhere, which came across from a parking lot <laughs> aside. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Tommaso Champa versus Otis Dozovich. Who, knew? Was, Who yeah, knew? Yeah, it was a really good match. <laughs> it was. I think I liked it so much because it was so surprising. Yeah. I like Otis Dozovich. Um, I like heavy machinery. I like yeah. everything they do. Yeah, and I, I realize Mustafa Ali and Hideo Tommy had a really great match on 205. They'll have better ones. They'll have better ones. Uh, I won't spoil the finish. Noam Dar and Leo Rush had a great match on 205. Yeah. Also, yeah. go watch that episode. But yeah, I think it's the surprise factor that led to my enjoyment of this. And talking about Bianca earlier... <laughs> Otis Dozovich was the rookie of the year in PWI last year. Oh, was he? And he's pulling matches like that with Chapa. Wow. Like, in this point, in, in yeah. his, you know, for a guy, and also a guy that's having to work as a tag team guy who probably doesn't have the best conditioning probably in the world. <laughs> right. And I can look at myself in the mirror, too, and say that. But, man. Yeah. Super fun to watch. I mean, yeah. not a long match, but, no. but, man, what a fun match. It was really, really fun, yeah. yeah. That harkens back to some old school stuff where they have a credible tag guy wrestle even a world champion main event guy yeah. like uh i think i even one point gave macho man versus jim neidhart classic match of the month at one I think point did, yeah. it's like that nice like yeah. oh man anvil's got him yeah it's, it's a lot of that it's it's yeah. a lot of like the champ just playing catch up 
Right. Yeah, and that's so, what this was, yeah. Yeah, super cool. Oh, and that the, that finish. The series of, Ooh, yeah. of moves that that match took to end. Because it like took a while for Champa to figure out how to work Dozovich because he's just so massive and wide. Yeah, like it, how do you how do you knock a boulder down? Yeah. That's basically what it was. Because I was like, this is gonna be a roll up foot on the rope match just yeah. so he can be done with it. Yeah. I think he was gonna get frustrated enough to where he would just do a stupid old man cheat thing to yeah. win. But he went for that move the whole match. Yeah. I was like, stop it. It's not going to work. You're just yeah. going to do something else. But then he, you know, hey, what do I know? <laughs> it worked. Yeah, man. He, that is like the perfect way of like, you have this champ who's trying to figure it out and you don't know if he's going to be able to do it and you feel like he's going to do something cheap and cheaty, but then he just destroys the guy at the yeah. end. It's like, oh, oh my God. Like, yeah, so you are the world champ. We get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. You know, even if that had been, if I'd have been watching the whole month's worth of tapings that night. That was the last match. We're like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Great. I mean, I hope it was. Yeah. So after all. And the reaction of Tucker Knight, too, is like, because like, he's worried about his friend. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. it, it was that kind of thing. It was yeah. it was good. Well, it serves him right for doing what he did to that restroom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe we start, almost start off with a dick joke and end it with a fart joke. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> it's Jeremy. your kind of show, Chris. Right? Yeah, I love it. Um, so that's it. That's the month of September. Anything? The only thing I want to add is that Io Shirai has debuted on WWE television. Well, that's in a big deal. Anyway. In the May Young class. Uh, yeah. I love her. She is amazing. And she will have... Future X Mrs. Cat. Sure. She will have way... Like, I like the match she had in the Mae Young Classic the first round. She's going to have such better matches than that. Yeah, I look forward to seeing her. I've never seen her wrestle a whole match, like, ever. So It's going to be good. And you can hear us talk all about it on cnjradio.com, where you can find the Wrestling House Show and all of the CNJ Radio Network podcasts and yeah we got new shows coming soon too we have more content yes coming to cnj radio so stay tuned yes as you're listening to this new last theater on the left episodes are up on the site um rock strikes 10 and yeah more stuff in the works like joey said so pay attention go to the website go to the facebook go to the twitter do all those things i wouldn't say that if it wasn't emotion so right (laughs) Uh, worst case scenario one new show Worst case scenario, two new shows. <laughs> <laughs> I said that on purpose for that reason. Because I'm taking on a whole lot. Okay. Oh, but, Chris, I love doing Wrestling House Show with you. This is one of those shows I really look forward to doing. And I look forward every month to building a fan's ultimate supercard for the month. And I feel like we're doing a great service here. A great free service. So join us every month. Leave a review on iTunes, please. So speaking of that, match of the month. Was the TV match of the month the title for title match? I believe it to be. Okay, cool. Supercard match of the month, was it the Raw Tag title or the Omega Pentagon Jr. match? Come on. (laughs) All due respect, Omega Pentagon is contending for match of the year. Okay, there you go. Those two matches, matches of the month. Go check them out. And we'll see everybody on the next one. Bye. Next week, legit dominance is going to be legitimately destroyed by Ma Alicia. 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 Alicia.
If we're going to win Mixed Match Challenge Season 2, we must first find inner peace. Shut up.